Hello and welcome to the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast. We're brought to you as always by MGA and 121 Media and we're here to chat a loss. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> We've forgotten. Oh, that sucks. Oh, all right. We'll go to you first, Tim. Your Giants, you got up. Kingers is in the finals, blah, 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 blah. I'm just waiting for you to play the this, this sting. No, I fucking hate the Giants. <laughs> no, fair enough. You know, I... You always hate a team right after you've played them. Yeah, at the game yesterday I found myself going... I, I say this regularly. Usually it's the week of I can find a reason. Mm. And at the game yesterday I was watching them and I just thought, yeah, I hate this lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be interested for you to... Uh, for you to articulate to me why, because they're a nothing football club. What, they what, mean what nothing. Mean? They've come from nothing. No well, one cares what they do. Um, they can try to manufacture anything they want to be considered a real football club, and they'll never have it. It's the biggest challenge that Adam's got in front of him. Absolutely, and it's no got nothing doubt. to do with Adam. It's just that the fact doesn't matter who well, coaches. But, but he's the person that is now in charge and seeking to no, the turn fo- it around. No, but in charge of the football program, mm. but the club itself will never mean anything. And. They'll just be treading water up there and for however long. And They have a phenomenal challenge, like like an Tim. absolutely phenomenal challenge Tim. to be able to build something there. there. They're going to fail. Well, I don't know that they will fail. I, no, they will. I, I, would, I would prefer to see a second team out of Sydney than trying to keep peddling a Gold Coast who historically don't um, – house a professional sporting franchise well. The Gold Coast are one year ahead of the Giants. Yep. How far ahead would you say their academy and the growth of the game is in on the Gold Coast? I'd say it's 15 years ahead. Yeah, but you're probably also saying that because they've got three first-round dr- draft choices coming No, but it year. started with Connor Butterick, and that was like three or four years ago. But Connor Butterick is hardly a world-beater. Yeah, but how, who have the Giants had? That hasn't been caveat given to them by some ridiculous Riverina draft zone. Well, K- Kieran Briggs probably becomes part of your Riverina draft zone. I think mm. Harry Roston... Never fucking heard of him. Well, Sounds he... like Harry Ramsden's who'd be fucking serving me up some fish and chips. <laughs> um, Sydney-centric. Um, yeah. Just give up, Tim. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but no, no, yesterday for me was... Um, I, I really wrestled with like the what and the how. Um, and obviously once Sydney lost and you knew that we couldn't miss out on fifth, it, it became it became more of a let's play well, let's make sure that we keep the momentum going, let's get um, Charlie Kernohan, as you've been peddling him as, which I have quite enjoyed, uh, get him over the line, get him for, to where we need to be. And, and I think in the end I just settled on if the Giants are good enough, they can they play finals, and it's up to them what they want to do. And I think in the end, it just probably came down to they had far far greater motivation, far more skin in the game than what we did, and it probably showed with their intensity as the game went on. As the game went on, Tim, I wanted nothing more than to knock that nothing club out of the finals. Yeah, fair enough. I get it. And I was very disappointed that, that you, we didn't, that we do, didn't it. do it. Uh, I'm putting you on the clock now. You can talk about that high jump story. You can, you can. I'm, I'm giving you one of two options, Tim. You can talk about the World Athletics Championships, which you were really keen to during the week, or you can continue your three-day odyssey talking about Trey Lance. 
Oh, no, no, no. The Trey Lance, I think, is pretty simple. I mean, So was... you can only have one tip. You can't start with Trey Lance and then pivot to the World Athletics No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Trey Lance then, only because I'm going to indulge Fab. Um, the San Francisco 49ers... Screw the pooch. Yeah, they took, a, they took a little bit of a leaf out of Stephen Silvani's book and said, we're not just going to be an, an, an average good side. We're, we're targeting winning a Super Bowl. And... They had, they'd made the resolution that to themselves. Oh, well, hang in there. But, but they recognised. Does it sound like Tim's trying to convince himself by convincing us yes. no, 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 they that it's up. not a complete oh, I, fucking no, disaster? Is, absolutely. Well, if you let me speak, I will tell you what I think. But I thought you were finished speaking about this on Saturday, but then I got a no, text no, no, no. first thing on Sunday morning about it, and I was well, like, "What's happening?" Well, they made they made the resolution that Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to deliver them a Super Bowl, and yet he went awfully close. Yeah, he was he was literally probably a couple of half decent throws and maybe a penalty flag against um, Kansas City um, offensive line from potentially winning a Super Bowl. I saw the life drain out of you slowly. Through no, no, no. It was a, it was a well the whole the whole time that day was I'm not believing we're going to win, and then we got to a point and I literally said, okay, I'm I'm now officially going to be disappointed if we don't win, <laughs> and and the game almost was stopped that right there and then. The year you were in the Kobe Bryant singlet and yep. the. Yeah, flamingo shorts. Uh, yeah, I think so. Outrageous get up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's outrageous get up for anyone, let alone Tim Davis. <laughs> but 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 the point is, they said we don't win a Super Bowl with Garoppolo. We've got a list now that can contend, and you can't survive in the you, you can't survive in the NFL without if you have to go through Mahomes and if you've got to go through um, uh, what's a Burrow. Mm-hmm. Or you've got to go through maybe not Dak, but Jail um, Hurts now. Mm-hmm. Like what about you, my if, man? Oh yeah, well we don't have to go through you. you you're, eventually you have to maybe in, go through if, him. If you're in the Super Bowl, well you've got to get past Mahomes first. So. Well you got to, he's got to get past my man. But yeah, the the upshot is when you've gone, I've got a player on I've got a player on one side of the contest versus a, you know one of the genuine elites of the game. San Francisco decided we need a better player than Garoppolo. And they went chips in, and and literally that they've traded. It's it's worked out that they probably traded picks 12, 26, and twenty eight okay, yeah, or something Rick, like that. Okay, oh, this, is, this is why go out there, right? GM extraordinaire. What's his name? Lynch. What's his first name? John. John Lynch. Right. John Lynch should be working the checkout. No, at, no, at he, should, he should be axed because I understand what you're saying, but if if everything else is in place, Timbo. Mm-hmm. You don't bet three first rounders on a rookie. You go out and you get a Tom Brady or you, you someone. Get an ex- yeah, yeah. But then you're paying him, and and that's the thing that's worked well, for you, Philadelphia you, you, until you've now. Paid, you've paid what's the equivalent for it in your future? Your future, like to give away so much. You paid collateral rather than dollars. And no, but you're paying dollars as well because you've got to commit those dollars to something. Yeah, mm. but but you're playing. You're paying ten million dollars a year for a. Tim. Rookie quarterback That's rather than paying $35 million for yeah, Tim, a, a Tim. star quarterback. But, but rookie, rookie you're, you're in a position now where you have, but they ha- you, now you're in a position however long down the line where you're going to have to go and pat. This is the Tottenham Hotspur thing. To anyone who out there listens <laughs> who follows Tottenham, Tottenham went through a phase before they got Harry Kane, which was just an academy player who came through and became the striker they needed him to. Where they were getting like Roman Pavlyuchenko, they were getting Roberto Soldado. You haven't listed my favourite yet? 
Dimitar Berbatov. Vincent Janssen. Vincent Janssen's the other one. So Berbatov <laughs> was great, but they'd, but they'd sold him by that point. Yeah, yeah. And they got £30 million for him. And they went through a phase where they were trying to buy uh, maybe, geez, is this guy quite at the level? I don't know. But they were spending 20 or 25 at the time, which was a lot of money. Mm. Just spend 35 for whatever because you've spent 70. Do it once. You've yeah. spent 70 chasing a bargain. Just spend 35 or 40. Yeah. And what's what I'm going to say, what Spurs do, what the Niners have done, we're going to save a bit of money by getting this guy in, whatever. But you've burnt the pick, so you've got to yep. pay them something. Yep. And then now you're going to have to go out and get a good quality quarterback mm. anyway. Well, we, well, arguably we have one. But, oh, no. so no, but, but this, is where, this is where I disagree. Whilst he had a good season, and yeah... It, it, good it, seven games is what he had. Oh, he could be an absolute bust. Well, absolutely. But, now, but Carson Wentz, who... Oh, Sean and I, I called it a long time ago. Debate, right? And I, <laughs> I loved Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz was near on an MVP in the league, and now he's a he's a scrub. He's basically a nothing. But and is I, that I, because I, the injury? Detracted? Nothing stands out. That Brock Brock Purdy is the head of a a, a very well machine. run machine. Correct. Correct. I, I right? everything you're going to say, you, I agree with. Does I, that I, win you the big dance? I don't think so. And that's why, and Tim, you know, not because it was my Eagles. If Brock Purdy doesn't get injured, we still win that game. How do you know? Timbo, we're at home, and we're just a better side than you. Mate, we were playing our fourth-string quarterback. You show me a side. You show me any other you side. You say no, no, it's wait. your fourth-string quarterback when <laughs> You Hold show on. me – no, my turn. You show me any team in the NFL – Who's playing their fourth yeah, string on. quarterback? They aren't. They ain't competing. Let, like, let me say it doesn't this. happen. That's your fourth string quarterback. Who's your third string? Trey Lance, right? You've, who's, you've, who's you've just traded him. Trade is, is shit. You've Next basically one. traded no, him for a bag no, no. of Valencia who's your, who's oranges your, who's your and sec, some Omo. Who's your second string quarterback this year? No, no. Last year you were calling him a fourth stringer. So, f- so Jimmy Garoppolo was the number one, which you got rid of because he's not good you enough. You fucked him off. Next, 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 next. Yeah. Well, we kept him because okay, we couldn't trade him. So, so two was Lance. Yeah. You said three Lance was, was three. Purdy. Well, no, well, he's, he's okay. So he's but a what I'm saying, and then is, we had Josh Johnson on fucking. What I'm saying is, day. none of those quarterbacks were going to test us because they're all shit. But your defense is rubbish. Are you kidding yourself? Well, you didn't play well when it counted. Yeah, Hassan Reddick, mate. Yeah, mate, <laughs> I told you two two Super Bowls. We've never gotten to the quarterback. No, I know, I know. We've had this discussion. The point we're making here, Tim, is you, you talk about. Let's just go back for a minute. You said he was your fourth string. We've just. It's established his third. third string. No, but, but they played their fourth string because he but, went down. But the point yeah. is... I'm fair. You one need, and two went, you, you one and two went available. You've already, you've already fucked off the guys who you said were ahead of him, mm. so you can't count them. I, I, I honestly think it's this will go down as one of the biggest trade list management fuck-ups it's a gaff in sports. It's an Andrew gaff. It's not because great. it's three first-rounders. Yeah. He's, he's tried to do... But, but when it's 12... 28 and 30 or whatever it worked out yeah, to be. It's, yeah. not, it's not 5, 5 and 5. No, no. But f- first round picks in the NFL aren't the AFL. No, no, I get it. Pick 32 is still going to be a... Well, you pick 30, you're taking the third best safety in the league or something like that. You, you're getting a guy that makes a difference. So, it's he but, tried but, to be... He tried th- to be... What's his name, Sean? <sighs> Pancake-eating motherfucker. Yes, yeah. that, who's that pancake-eating? He tried to be... No, the pancake-eating motherfucker. Sonny Weaver Jr. Sonny Weaver Jr., Good morning, Mr. Weaver. Was he Mr. What did he say? Good morning, Mr. Sonny Weaver Jr. Yeah, Mr. Sonny Weaver Jr. Nonsensical movie. Great movie. That's right. Nonsensical <laughs> movie. Like the whole idea that he he somehow has 
they didn't even play it like he was playing everyone else. He made a bad, bad, bad move. Yeah. And then completely lucked out because the Jacksonville Jaguars had a complete fucking noob as their GM who was like panicking like someone had handed him a live hand grenade on draft day. <laughs> it's when the guy goes, what am I going to do, Sonny? You're going to help me here, Sonny. It's like Sonny. God, God let that, that, that child Jeff Carson fuck this up because it's John Carson, mate, and it is not picking. I'm picking. He's, yep. he's basically played fantasy football. He has. With one of the biggest sporting organisations on the planet. That scene where they go to the Jacksonville Jaguars and that guy has just like completely lost the plot. Correct. Like he's not just going, I'm just going to take my pick. (laughs) Just going, all right, well. And and Kevin Costner's like, stay with me here. Stay with me here. That guy, if he's, again, this is, we don't have a movie if that man has a clue. Yeah. But if he's just going. He'd hang up. If he's just going, what are you giving for me? And your boy storms into the the room. What are you giving me for it, Sonny? Just going, what are you giving me for it? Because your boy... Because he's like... He, the way Frank he Langella it, wants... Frank Langella. He wanted the... Uh, he wanted Bo Callahan. He did want Bo Callahan. But the way they're selling it... And in the end, Sonny traded up to pick one. He could have got Vontae Mack at seven. Yeah. It was completely ridiculous. But, and then the but only they got way, to take... Uh, Ray Jennings. Ray Jennings, who was always going to be there because he had some, like, Charlie Kerno type he, incident. He punched where someone or something. <laughs> he slid down the draft. And he slid down the draft order because he got in a, a gang scrap. Yeah. But... That, that whole thing is he ends up lucky out. His dad is Terry Crews. Terry Crews is his dad. Who <laughs> at least looks like a former NFL running back. So. A little bit. But he ends up getting him for kind of nothing. But he falls ass backwards into that. This wasn't some master plan of Sonny Weaver Jr. And you know what else you're forgetting? He also got David Putney. Because he, he goddamn feels, feels like, like it. it. Yeah. He feels like it. And Superman, Tom Welling, was going to come back and be his quarterback. He put an extra 15 yards on his throw or yeah. something. Yeah. He, he reminded me of – he's like a Derek Carr. Yeah. Everyone thinks he's – you're not. You're shit. You're just shit. But some, some, some quarterbacks just don't get enough chances mm. and they're outro. And others like – Get chances forever. You get chances for – like, you're shit. Yeah. Well, Vinny, that, like Vinny Jake Testa, Delone won it. Vinny took, took, took the Panthers to a Super Bowl. He did, and then they're going to uh, piss off. That's it. Yep. You're done. You're not good enough. Well, on the back onto the, the actual Purdy bit, he's come out of Iowa State, which is not a monster program, but this is a guy who's what he's six two, six one, six two. He's not the prototypical six four, six five, six six thrower. Um. Clearly, in the time that he's been in the NFL, he can at least see it and process it. And this is the the Tom Brady story, obviously. Pick 199 and all that sort of stuff. Why didn't the Niners just get Brady? Because he, want, he was he, worth too much. He wanted We couldn't him. afford him. See, I reckon of course you could afford him. What are you it's, talking it's, about? It's, we're over the salary he, cap next year already. This he was wanted, three years ago. No, he wanted it. you. He wanted you. No, that's right. When Tampa came calling. That's yeah. it. Right, we it, it was the whole. Thing. It was the fairy tale. Sh- yep. Go back Southern to play California for the club that you and your dad used, used to, to go, go to, to Candlestick. Yep. That's it. Yep. Watch Joe Montana. It's a great story. It would have been Tim. But, but it would have made, per- made Tim. It would have made perfect sense. Yeah. It was almost. It was. You know what I think it was. I think the Niners sat there and said, "This is what everyone expects us to do. So we're what we're going to do instead? We're going to get three number one picks. We're going to shit the bed. Piss them off. We are going to shit the bed, and we're going to take this guy, Trey Lance Whitnell." <laughs> and we're going to get him in, and then we're going to fuck him off in two years. But and because our fourth stringer threw our, a couple of good passes. Because Brock Purdy, you haven't, because you haven't met him yet. Because Brock Purdy is going to be like, what the fuck? One thing I'll say about Purdy, and like all quarterbacks who aren't in those big Division One programs, programs, they throw to lesser likes. That's right. 
You've so, actually, you've actually got so to be able to you look like, be good. You look at a Matt Lynott, and Matt Lynott went at pick one and never made it in the NFL, got picked up by the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cards. He, he, he was throwing to, and to absolute weapons and yeah. had Reggie Bush running the football for him. Yeah. Fuck, I would have gone number one in the draft. Correct. It didn't, didn't, take, it didn't <laughs> no, take much. You know, I reckon Fab would have got a couple first downs and, and into, into draft caliber. Hey, just doing a couple of Just doing a couple of being quite quick enough. No, just, on doing a, just doing a couple of pitches. Yeah. <laughs> just, hey, pitching the ball. Lynch would have thrown away a franchise. Yeah, we need him. Because that fucking Guadagnino or whatever his name is. We need to get I can't him pronounce in. his name, but who cares? Because fuck, you've seen him standing in the pocket. He looks like an astronaut. <laughs> Just wait to throw the ball. He's throwing the ball four yards. Uh, oh, very good. Oh, there he is. Oh, it's an intro. <laughs> oh, God, I look around the room. What in the name of Zeus's buttholes going on here? We've got all three of us together. What an honour and a privilege it is to be joined by the good doctor and, of course, the pod father. How are you going, you big idiot? I am going okay. It's uh, just... just Recently had like a lot on, and um, yeah, things are hopefully starting to calm down. Got the uh, the sister-in-law arriving in the country tomorrow. Which Sam is Walsh, great, yeah, Sam Walsh. She's uh, arriving from Canada land, so um, Canada land, Canada, Canada. Yes, weird travel patterns. When she lives in Toronto, but she's gone all the way across. To Vancouver, then going into Sydney, then coming into Melbourne. That's all to, a horrible trip. All to avoid going through the US because it's just been a nightmare going. Because Steve's coming the day after and he's coming from Toronto to San Francisco to Melbourne. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to go. No, apparently the layover in San Francisco and there's been a lot of fuck-ups there of late. So, yeah. Okay. What are they basing this on? Past experience. So anyway. So something happened to them. When was the last time they did this trip? Two years ago, Sam, did it? Yeah. So something happened two years ago. So it's going to happen again. Yeah, but a few people who've come up and back that they know. This just feels to me like it's one of those trips that she'll get in and go, I'm never fucking doing that again. I'm just going to go through San Fran next time. Yeah. Like I was looking at... I'm not San not, Fran, the fentanyl capital of the of the world. So terrible what's happened there. I, I've been to San Fran. Oh, it's I a lovely, lovely place. It honestly is a shithole. No, now no, it's a shithole. No, when I went, everyone was like, oh, you're going to San Francisco. How oh, great. No, you don't go down to Bumtown or whatever it's called. It's like the homeless capital of the world. Like, you know, you avoid that clearly if you're a apart, tourist. I've said this before. Apart from the rock. The market's good. Market streets, whatnot's right? good. And you go down the, 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 what do they call them? Whatever they call their Lombard trams. Street. Right. The, the windy road. No, no, the, the trams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where the guy's buddy yanking a big-ass <laughs> handbrake in the middle of it and it feels like you're never going to stop. So you do that and you go down to whatever it was, Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah. That's nice. The rock's great. I like San Fran. I couldn't see the fucking bridge because the bloody fog, fog. was down. Yeah. I got a good photo of the fog and the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, I got a photo of Kelly standing next to the bridge. She could have been in Thomas down at the IGA, mate. It, it makes no difference. Really? You can't tell. Well, and I mean, you know, you know, you have the memories of being there. And, and Kelly always takes a great photo. So we all win. Oh, yes, when she's the subject. Mm. I just think you're being a bit harsh. Like, I think I, if I, I've seen I've the videos. I've nothing good about it. I've seen. What? <laughs> you just listed three or four things you liked about it. Yeah, but I did that in half a day. I liked it. When you, I was at the Rock, I've said this before. I've never been to the States. I see. Oh, really? Brett Holman scored against Serbia. Yeah. When I was boarding the ferry to 
go to or come back, that's a bit hazy. I think you're being harsh. I, like I said, I, it was a while ago that I went there, but I liked it. It's and full then, of zombies. And why are their pants down? They're like, kind of lurched over, ass out type thing. And they're all just kind of all zonked out. Okay. I didn't see that myself. But I'll take your word for so it. I've seen photos and videos. That's and recent, though. Fab yeah. wasn't there when that was going on. Fab wasn't there. Re- recently, the city's deteriorated. That's what we're talking about. It's the a only shame. Thing that was, you know the best thing about San Francisco? You've listed three or Rock, four things Rock that were good about it. The airport. All right. No, that, that's a good airport. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a decent airport. And the train goes right into the damn thing. Unlike, Somebody's thinking. Unlike Melbourne. Mm. No train. Get on a bus. And you pass a suburb called Balboa, which is great. And you look, what? So I just think, where are we getting that airport rail, by the way? Is that ever uh, happening? uh, I don't think so. I think it may have been uh, shelved. Why? Uh, No cash here. We've got cash for fucking everything else. Well, we're running out of cash. They're spending $18 billion on that Northwest link, whatever it's Mm. called. They make money not providing you mean that's the northeast link? You're yeah, talking they're about. making they're eighteen billion dollars, Tim. Yeah, no, that's no. the most expensive road in the world. Well, there was not. a no, it is dead set. There was a, a per, per kilometer. It's the most expensive road ever built. Yeah, okay. And it's linking, like, what's it linking? Rosanna it's, and Boleyn. And Rosanna and Boleyn. <laughs> it's the most expensive. It just reminded me of um, when they did the. You know, it's all going to be getting built, and everyone's just going to go down Boleyn Road. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is empty. <laughs> no, nah, but like, I remember Doncaster Road before. Um, before Eastlink connected, and Doncaster Road was a super, super busy road because you'd come off the freeway and then you, that's how you tracked out through the east and you'd go, Doncaster Road runs into like Mitcham Road. But the eastern freeway used to always connect all the way to Springvale Road. You used to go to Springvale Road. Well, yeah, but still you would get people that would So why am I go going there. down Doncaster Road when I can just keep going down the east? Well, just obviously people in that little... Get off, corridor. But that's get, a fine. Get off Springvale Road and uh, make my way down to Timbo's. Well, because I used to work at the Donvale Rehabilitation Hospital and Doncaster Road was nuts. Absolutely nuts. And then the moment Eastlink opened, it became, It wasn't a ghost town, but it felt like there was a quarter of the cars on it. This is fine, Tim, but is there so much of a that, demand? That's what will happen on Balloon Road. Is there so much of a demand from Rosanna to Balloon? No, it's just... To it, demand an $18 billion dollar road. Biggest, when you look at... The, the, the ring road, just being able to do freeway driving from one side to the other yeah, and look, all that sort of stuff has it. It's, it's, a, link it's a loop that's required to have been connected. But it's it's outrageously over-budgeted and... But there was no foresight in the in, in initially when the, that, la- the roads were We can't build anything out. in this state, mate. It's, it's honestly, it should just be <laughs> bid, fixed price, and if you do your balls in, fuck yourself. Honestly, it's just, it's outrageous. Would $18 billion have got us at airport rail link? Knows. Yeah, I don't know what a. Because that's a ten. Do you, do you want me to run a spreadsheet in the second half a, of the episode? It's a ten-kilometer road. Yeah, because there's, there's widening and stuff, and well, Mate, you, you'd you, put eighteen you're billion dollars in bloody traffic management just to put the cones out and shit. <laughs> that's it. It's outrageous. Yeah, when you're building it, there's online. one person working and eighty-five different people telling you to slow down for that one person. I don't disagree. They were adding an extra lane in LA when I was there. And it was just literally happening alongside the lane. We were travelling like 50 mile an hour in. Nothing else. Just It was on the other side of the barrier. You know what I like? We've spoken about this in the past. Like you said, you have a thing, you have a, a, whatever the, the project is and you bid for it and if you win it, that's mm. fine. Now, none of this overruns. If you run over, if you run over by a minute, 
by a fucking second. You start paying us. You start paying. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. What that like? I was. You know what? This is reminding me. GMHBA Stadium was meant to be finished. You know, two months ago or whatever. Mm. It's nowhere near being finished. It'll mm. be maybe for round one next year. That's fine. Overruns, time, whatever. You tell me what day this project's going to be finished. If you finish it a week early, it's worth X to you. If you finish it a month early, it's worth X to you. If you finish it one second past midnight on the due date, you're paying. You're paying us. Well, that's what happened with Eastlink. Eastlink got delivered 18 months sooner, and the contractor got a massive early completion bonus. Perfect. Hey, Timber, that's fine. Perfect. I'd rather be paying overs for good work. To actually get the project. Mm. Yeah. Then they also delivered it in a drought, which you know meant you didn't get a whole lot of wet weather days and all that sort no, of stuff. No, that's fine. So that's fine. They have those days built in and factored in. Wet weather days. You know, it's easier to dig when it's fucking wet. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's thirty-two yeah. and a half degrees. We can't work today. Half you's are fucking inside. Just work. You know, in in an air-conditioned cab, in an excavator. I've got to knock off. It's thirty-six. Oh, what I like about that as well is, I understand if you're on. Uh, like treacherous if you're on a roof. Mm. Or what, like I understand you're like, fair enough, you don't want to be on a roof if it's raining. Yeah. Going, There's if, certain things you yeah. just can't complete. Yeah. In- if you're laying tarmac, yeah. just keep going. <laughs> I don't give a shit, you lazy fuck. Just remember they built the Empire State Building in a year. Is that a fact? Fact. Fact. Fucking took us eight years to build a finals playing list. Jesus. <laughs> That's disastrous. That's been a long and winding road to get to uh, Prenda DJ. Last week's Prenda DJ was something new by Axwell Ingrosso. Am I saying that right, Fab? Ingrosso? Yeah, if that's what it is. I don't know. I've never seen you know, it. You don't want to. I'm shocked you're not. Axwell atten- Ingrosso. Axwell. Axwell. Ahmed. It's very important. Mr. Ahmed Foley. You've given up on the buttons. You used to be all over no, it. No, no, no. Ahmed Foley. You were like a Carl Cox, just just, just remixing. I'm just remembering the, the time you were sitting there, we did the blue, and you, you've, I've never heard someone say another person's name so many times in the next two minutes. You just kept saying, Gabri Ponte. You just kept saying it. His name is Gabri Ponte. Why but you just kept saying it. Yeah, but if I have to say Sean more than once, I'm not going to. No, but it was ridiculous. Just pronounce it in different, different yeah, accents. I don't know if you were on, but it was Sharon. like. It was like the time when he was saying, you know, uh, female. female. And it became like, well, you're saying that a lot. Yes, because it you was You only specific. needed to say Gabri Ponte. You no, needed to say it Gabri once. Ponte. And you said it five fucking times. My dad uh, wanted to check in on you, Tim. <coughs> to why see, is that? To see how you're going because you had lost your job, blah, blah, blah. And I said, why is this? Because Porter Davis went there. I said, Tim Davis doesn't work for Porter Davis. He's the Davis. And then Porter it clicked, Davis. Oh, he doesn't. He works for Fraser. So... <laughs> So, uh, so he knew. He was he was <coughs> concerned that you know you were out of the gig. Thank you very much for his thoughts, but uh, all's going well. Did not affect the Davis family. They're completely unneeded. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, your inheritance is gone. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ben Tripp, Adrian Salerno, David Redbear, Joe Joel Schultz, Christian Chapcoon, and Len Jet all got it. And there's uh, there's one more. Who there's one more that got it. One more got it. We're not letters. <laughs> He's not Leonard Puglia got it. Of course he yeah. did. How could I possibly forget <laughs> him? Um, excellent stuff indeed. We've got uh, finally that finally worked. We've got two reviews here, which is good. Um, where is the one I want to read? We've got Highbury seven one four. Must be one a one a fan of yours, Tim. A gunner yeah. supporter yeah. by the looks of it. Um, 
I wonder what the seven is. The seven, a uh, seven fourteen, maybe is that a Robert Perez and a Thierry Henry? Yeah, could be. Could be illusion. Who else was number seven? Is that David Platt number seven? Was Rowcastle number seven? Was that was before nine? numbers, wasn't it? That was before like squad numbers. Yeah, but they Castle. generally had a main number. Uh, anyway, he says... It's like when Ken Charles used to go 11, sometimes 14, 14. Most, most of the time. Mm. Andre Kanchelskis scored one of the worst hat-tricks I've ever seen against City. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just ridiculous. He scores a hat-trick and it's this legendary moment against Manchester City. And they're just shit goals. <laughs> Not as bad as Dirk Kout's hat-trick against us. Mm. Scored from a, an aggregate of three yards. Do you remember when Dimitar Berbatov won the golden boot? He scored five goals against... Yeah, he scored in six games of the whole season, but he scored like two hat tricks. A game where he scored five, yeah. and it's like <laughs> he only played well for about six weeks. I think he scored the hat. But think when he, it rained, it poured. I think he scored the goal. The, the ball was it eighteen goals? Maybe he won the golden boot with yeah. like eighteen goals. Something, it wasn't big, and, and yeah, not like something crazy. Like ten of them were from three games. Yeah, you're like there's a thirty-eight game season, Dimitar. <laughs> what the fuck else have you been doing? <laughs> um, and yet, I think. Geez, did we miss the title by a point? Now, leading goal scorer scored 18 goals. Uh, anyway, Highbury714 says, This is my favourite Baggers pod by far. As three down-to-earth hosts, each bringing very different personalities and perspectives. It includes 90s nostalgia and references, excellent analysis. Everything Carlton, also some insightful discussions on the pros and cons of everyday life. Elaine Bettis once said, I can't spend the rest of my life coming into this stinking apartment every 10 minutes to pour over the excruciating minutiae of every single daily event. Well, I enjoy that show very much, and I enjoy this one very much too. I find the off-tangent topics very intriguing, and it definitely moves into the Ian Prendercast, uh, definitely moves the Ian Prendercast into the top echelon of pods. Keep it up, boys. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Very good. Excellent stuff. P.S. Enough talk of a Ming's live pod. Cartner in the finals. Just make it happen. That's fair enough. Yeah. And they then, won't have enough black bean sauce if we win a flag. Because people will just go there assuming that we'd be... There'll be a weird social media event. There'll be like meta and like, you know, uh, Twitter activity concentrated on a little corner of the Warrandyte goldfields. <laughs> There'll be an enormous <laughs> amount of bandwidth coming out. Um, FC Carlo, better than just okay. What can I say that hasn't already been said about the Prendercast as a player comparison? Its namesake probably doesn't do it justice which is why I would say that the Prendergast is better than just okay. Mm -hmm. Looking at the sum of its parts, I would compare Tim to current-day George Hewitt. Tough, but fair and ever so reliable as a consistent contributor, a real coach's player. Sean can only be compared to a Nick Newman type, gnarly and a bit lippy, sometimes directed towards his own teammates, <laughs> but an integral enforcer that is among the first selected on the team sheet. And then there is the Fubba Ganoush, likened to JSOS, a fan favourite that can be eclectic on his day, but hampered by inconsistency and a general inability to reach his full potential. <laughs> uh, if he's not careful, he might be relegated to Pitto. In summary, the Prentacast is certainly a must-listen for all diehard Blues fans and coming-of-age season with a squad of misfits that is capable of mixing it with any other pod Keep up the good works. Thank you, FC Carlo. Beautiful. Excellent Thank work you. indeed. On to the show itself now. First subject heading. Anything to worry about? Firstly, the performance and the result. After the highs of a spectacular run-in, our home and away season ended not with a bang but with a bit of a whimper. I Fab. No to both. So nothing to worry about in the performance, nothing to worry about in the, especially the result. So we could take that off the table. Um, if anything, I think we get the final that we probably want the most. Sydney at the MCG. Oh, scare me, though. 
Well, they did play in a grand final last year. Yeah, well, you know, would they haven't lit it up? They weren't stellar. I don't think Melbourne. their midfield. I don't think don't think their forward line functions. Um, and if we can control the back line and control the midfield, I think we've got them. Um, the Bulldogs would have had a midfield. I don't think they've got much else, but they've got a midfield that could kind of. You and, know, and I'd be get, afraid of Jamari Eagle Hagen would just have a game out and yeah, kick six or something like that. He'll do a Malksham. Yeah, just yeah. like type of thing. So, um, so result? No, definitely no. Um, performance? I'm not reading too much into it. I think when a team that has so much on the line performs to their absolute peak, coming up against a side that once we got the Charlie, once we got Charlie over the line, it was a like it was. We almost so, got it too early. Yeah, it, we kind of just we just took the foot off the gas and then. Once our structures broke down, everything just like unless you're, you know, performing to all in sync. Once one element drops off, then progressively everything else kind of it's a domino effect. And that game plan wants them to kick through the defence. If yep. you don't give them a defence, they're they're ready to do it when you're doing it well. When you're doing it poorly, it's like a, a yep. hot knife through butter. So this is an excuse. No, it's not an and excuse. I, it's just I'm an not even told you what the excuse is. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is an excuse, and I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm not allowing it to be used as one. But it felt like for the first time in 10, 11 weeks, whatever it is, we had an out that you don't have to win today. And that we took that out was a bit disappointing. But, you mentioned it, yeah. Fab. Once Charlie kicked that second and we got the emotional lift. Mm. Um, but even from After the crowd, that, I texted you boys, got no response. It's fine. We're at the game, Fab. It's okay. You you, you tweet it very loud, you, and you could it you was could loud. sense it through the thing that the crowd was up and about, and then Charlie got the goal, and then from that point, from quarter time onwards, especially, you could notice that it was just flat. It coincided with them kicking. Two, three, or four goals. Yeah, but in we a row. came back. We came back. We, did. we kicked the we last did. three or something yeah, in the did. second quarter. We did. And yet there was no real. I just what? think that once they got that, Chutzpah. it's disappointing. As soon as the goal went through out, we hung around out, but our verve and our energy was noticeably down. The prize on the night had been won, and then we sort of lost our go. Yeah. And I'd have loved for us to play the season out. We, we hung around and we made it tough for them. And. We got smashed in the middle. We, we had an opportunity to play spoiler, but we played the second half like a team who didn't need to win, so we didn't win. And um, it disappointed me, given I think we'd made so much ground in the last couple of months about becoming a mentality monster, becoming a team that go out and win the game. And it felt to me like we don't need a win, so we won't. So long as when the ball is bounced in a week and a half's time, the, it might the, mean nothing. It, mm. it, it, so long as we're on and we're steely and we're up for the fight, it doesn't matter. But I don't think it hampers. We, we'd looked a little tired the last couple of weeks, and so the the we, week's break come comes at the right we've time. We've come off a travel. Don't underestimate the the effect of them having to play for their season. But this is what I'm talking about, Fab. I would have loved for us to go, we can, we're, we're playing for something here as well. Mm. Can we, when we have nothing, to, I would embrace it. We have there nothing would, to play for, boys. We can't go up or down. Self-preservation is no, no, what we, But we have nothing to play for. We can't for. go up or down. That's fine. 
But for me, today's about what's the mentality? Can we maintain the rage? They're going to come and they're playing for everything because they're playing for their lives. Can we conjure something to play to that level? Because that to me holds – I think it's a mentality thing that holds you in good stead when you're early in a year and you can afford to drop a game early in the year. We've got 20 more to go. So Larry Bird, you know, mm. we've got – there's 81 more to go. We had – But I just thought for me there was a little bit of disappointment that when they went and they kind of put the foot down a little bit, we, we took we the d- foot off. We, yeah, we, thought, we didn't mm. want to go. It's not – I want to – it's not that we couldn't go with them. We didn't want to go with them. Yeah. And that's why – I'm not as concerned. I, I agree. I would have loved to us to have won. Mm. Um, the byproduct of the whole Bulldogs getting in shit me a bit, but I would have preferred to have won the game. But there are certain factors that the four inclusions, you know, the first run in forever, and everyone could say you can get the miles in the leg. Yeah, the miles in the leg is not the issue. It's it's the the tempo of the game. You don't get you can't simulate that at all. And that was our engine room was just absolutely smashed to bits. They were on it, and we were off. We had Georgie who were trying to do everything, everything effectively on his own. Chera looked center clearances were thirteen all. Yeah, I know, but around, it felt worse than that. It, it felt a lot worse. Yeah, than that. and around the ground, I think it was a lot worse than that too. And the run through the middle, it was just all a bit. I would have loved for us to show that we can be brutal, and to show we don't need a win. Yeah, we don't need to win. Do you know what? But we're going, I we're going right. out. You know what I think didn't help is prior to halftime, Wedders has got the finger. Now, I'm not saying this, oh, he played injured or anything, but he did the finger, Saad, Saad did, did the, the ankle, ankle, and they've probably gone out at halftime, not look, outwardly of Look after yourself, boys, it's for like, fuck's sake. Wedders yeah. has probably thought, oh, fucking hell, this is, you know, yeah. we don't want to do it. A bit it. of mortality kicked in. And I reckon subconsciously. And, and, then, and you, then Akers has gone off with the shoulder and you've gone. Which he's been cleared uh, of any structural yeah, damage, that, yeah. but he's. He looked in a bad way. We're going to talk about him later. That's it was almost a shitload of pain. No, it was yeah. a broken collarbone. In a glass half full. But they said he's had a scan and it's been cleared. It's bruised. No, but they said it was a collarbone. Yeah, okay. Uh, in a glass half full kind of way, is it somewhat encouraging, equal parts frustrating, that we weren't actually playing overly well against a team that had everything to play for? And we were actually very much in the game early, midway through the third quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you sort of thought, how much do we want this? I would have loved for us to want it more. Mm. They want it plenty. Once it got to a certain point, we gave up. It was about four goals. Yeah, and then we've gone, okay. We go, And I reckon they thought, we could have crack, but why? Yep. So hopefully that means nothing. <coughs> hopefully it means nothing. Hopefully it is all of that. Um, I was a little bit disappointed by it only because I would have loved for us to close out what has been a fantastic end of the year. Yep. Um, but with it is a win. Anyway. And you obviously don't subscribe to the whole, you've, you have to lose one. No. no, I don't agree with that at all. No, not at all. Um, and then I, the other part I had here, which is now meaningless, but anything to worry about, I had uh, Weeders. But obviously the AFL have thought we don't want Chris Townsend pulling our pants down again. We'll spare Adrian Anderson I, I, that defeat. I spoke to Tim just before you arrived, and I said, I always thought Chris O would be a bit of a prick. I always thought we'd get off at the tribunal, but I thought Chris O would be a prick and give him a week. So initially, and we'd have to contest it and just have that. Steer, the, the stigma, not the stigma, but the, the pall of going to the tribunal, one of your good players. Uh, Stephen Raitman sent me a, the screen grab, and admittedly, 
Like the screen grab's bad. Yeah, because it's paused. But if you see it in real time, a he's not in a scrap, so he's not trying to. He's trying to remove him. He grabs his eye. There's no doubt about that. His finger is on his eye. Well, he scratches him. He realizes where it is, and then you see it. He take it away and then grab him again. So it's not yeah. like, oh, I've done it, and then I'm walking. No, he's he's. I think that was that. I think it was. I'm trying to grab this guy's head. Yeah. And I'm trying to, you know, wait, I've grabbed. Ah, oh, fuck! I've grabbed him. There was I've a grabbed him in the wrong of, area. Oh, shit. And he lets go, and then gets gets him. I again. think that in the end, the grading was careless or something. It was careless. And you he sort of go, what three thousand dollars fine? Three thousand. But you go careless, and you go, that's actually a sensible grading because he hasn't gone in too eye gouge. Yeah. Well, one of the comments made on the radio this afternoon, a bit earlier in the afternoon, is they basically said, um, you know, Toby talked about how, oh, you know, this happened to me once too. He's a piss ant. No, no, but the first time it happened, he got a fine as well. He's just gone and done it like twice since or something like that. So did he? Um, did he punch Mitch McGovern in the guts? I think he got him in the nuts. Because that's a suspension, but they won't suspend him. No, like that. That's, I, I, I would have played the I narrative. He's a changed the, um, man. He's the captain. He's a complete loose cannon, you know, and it's he, a matter of time yeah. before. And, he and obviously off the field and all that sort of stuff, and what he does in the club rooms and all that sort of stuff. Adam, I know, I, I know King is his rap with him. Um, and he's he has um, grown un, in the in the position, which is great. But you're right. I I as a supporter, I would be worried. You'd have him at any time because he can change a game in an instant. Because he is a phenomenally talented player. But he would worry me. Who that takes his opportunity when you need him the most? Is the moment he might go missing or do something dumb. I'm just trying because to, he just, um, he, just he, he rides that line as hard as anyone I've ever seen, and like we all, as you say, when when you play against him, you don't like him, but when you've got no skin in the game and you just get to watch Toby doing Toby things, oh, yeah, he's no, yeah. he's a star. I'm yeah. just trying to think. He's there was a sling tackle on McGovern which started the Correct. thing, and the one that and it could look to be fair, it could be absolutely nothing, but McGovern's running out of half back, it ends up keeled over. Mm. For a minute. Is this in that instant? No, it's in the last quarter. quarter. He got hit in the nuts. He's bounding off half back. I was half paying attention in the last quarter. And, I ha- and I'm just trying to think. I haven't, I mean, I've seen it now. He's been punched in the nuts by the swinging arm. Toby's coming across to, you know, McGovern's bounding out, getting ready to kick the ball at half back, and Toby's swung the fist and got him in the balls. That's a week. Because well, it's deliberate. He's obviously got through the MRO because they haven't listed anything, have they? Yeah. Oh, look, at, at the time, I thought he could be in strife. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put a Twitter out while we're doing the show. Did this come under any scrutiny? Scrutiny. Because that, that's a week. He's swung the arm. He's contacted him. He's hit him in the nuts. He's deliberate. It's deliberate. It's intentional. The impact is medium in terms of whatever. In terms of the it's, force. it's low, but medium. I, I tell you what, when Mitch McGovern was well, I think uh, there's a grade. Over. I think there's a grading for groin. Isn't I think there? there is. So it's I intentional to the groin and medium. Yeah, mm. yeah it's a but week. then there's Peter Philandia and then there's Toby Green. Well, he didn't you know, dive in... at him with his mouth open, Tim, and latch on like a fucking tiger shark. <laughs> who, who would you say is more of a grub? Peter Philandia. <laughs> no, Peter Philandia wasn't a grub. He no, just no, got no. A I'm bad talking day. about the the act. Peter Philandia. Or John Hopawate? Peter Philandia. Philandia. Philandia bit the guy's ball sack. Didn't John Hopawate go... He put a finger up his ass. He went to the third knuckle. He went to the finger up... <laughs> he put a finger up a date. The guy might have liked it. Who knows? But 
No, Peter Philandi was biting ball sacks. But what the, the funny thing with Hopawati is he did it about like six times. Well, he and, like, he so obviously, obviously liked it. Well, he's done it the first time and obviously it's it's thrown the guy completely off his game and he's gone, I've fallen ass backwards, pardon the pun, into into a way of getting old mate off his game brilliantly. Well, did he do it half a dozen times to the same bloke? I think he did it in different games. Oh, okay, I was going to say. Oh, gee, at what, what point did that guy go go up to the ref and go? And they've ultimately go, gone. This go, is no, it was like when I, Craig Kelly did the pinchy pinchy on uh, Tony Lockett. He would have gone up to the. What, what point does Hopalate's victim go up to the only NRL referee at the time, Harrigan, whatever his name was? Bill Harrigan. Bill. He was the only referee in the NRL. He refereed every single match. Surely, uh, surely, come on. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> um, at what point did he go up to him and say? Listen, I don't want to make, I don't want to make much. I just hobble, hobble I've, I've, stick it a, his finger on my ass. I've been raped three times. Because I've been, I've been yes, digitally I, raped. Yes, I've been penetrated <laughs> a minimum of three times. And, and I can't say I'm happy about it. And I just want this. Are you wearing a mic? And she's going. I just would like it to stop. I don't. <laughs> if that's okay with you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! So he's he's gotten off weedering, which is good, which is good news because I thought there could be some problems. You didn't want to have to deal with it if you could, if if you didn't have to. No, I think it was just for me again. It was annoying. It was annoying that I thought, like my initial thing was, why have you put yourself in this position? Come, on, mate. I don't think it, he meant it. No, no, but, no, but I understand that. But don't grab the guy's do. face. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I, I that element aside, I really like the fact that they were in there. So many times we've gone. Who's flying the flag? Who who's supporting their teammates? It was that shameful moment where Pitnet was getting beaten up by Lysette. And no no one went to him. It's shameful. Shame. <laughs> what? It's a shame. It was a shame. Yeah. It, was, it was shameful. Um, um Blake Akers, of course, we spoke about collarbone being cleared potentially in like he did not look in a good way. No. Uh, and he'd been playing well too. I, I would be surprised. He'll be given every opportunity and the buy I think, helps. I think he plays. I think it's when, when it's bruised. It just depends it on how it settles down. Like, as I, you say, if there's no structural damage. I was going to say, Tim, look, we just need to give this right, okay? Tim is absolutely not a doctor. He has zero <laughs> medical info or expertise. That will not stop him from giving the most convincing give synopsis you have ever heard of an injury. Go ahead. Well, he's got 10, what, what's he got? 10, 11 days. Yes. 11 days. Well, how bruised is it? How does it swell up? Does it does it impact his ability to be able to move? If he gets a jab and it's only pain that is he in, you know that I think you, you can go on without it. Bro- bone bruising to the clavicle, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. So he's given it a hell of a. It did not look good. Yeah, he looked sore. I want sore. you to say this on the pod. You're you're a bit worried about us missing him. <laughs> no, I'm saying that <laughs> Sean. It's okay. No, okay. It'll, it'll be, it's okay. It's Sean. okay to say it'll be a loss to okay. us Sean. collectively if he doesn't Everybody's play. Everybody's wrong. I'm not dancing. Once what are you talking about? Again. I'm not dancing this dance. I made you two look like complete fucking buffoons by spotting before he, anyone and else. He's got and on I a said, run. and I said, I said at the time, at the moment, he's playing. He's just been okay, and then. He was fucking worse than that for about 10 weeks. And then he was very good. And then the last little bit, he's been good. You have been prone to some dumbass comments. Yes. Like, I was completely correct. No, well, no, no, there's, no, 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 there's no, others. No, no. I was compl- there's so others. what are you, why using you, this as an example then? No, no, I'm going to give you another example. You're using I, the example distinct, of me being fucking spot on. I distinctly remember a bloke going, you know what, Charlie Kerno, 
doesn't look good round, round one versus Richmond. Should have a spell. I think we'll give him a spell. He has yet to play a game since where he hasn't scored a goal and he's gone back-to-back Coleman's. Context, please, Tim. You, you wanna, were do, wrong. Do you want to fill the context in? You were wrong. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a right of yeah, reply. He was, he was no, 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 shut up, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to give Tim the opportunity to put context around that statement, please, before I embarrass you. No, no, no. you were wrong, Tim. You, you got, were wrong. You got one more opportunity. You were. He played wrong. the last uh, last two games of the previous season. He played against St Kilda. Had about one kick and kicked a goal. Didn't get near the ball kick. for the rest of the game. In yep. the last round of the year, I don't even know if he played, but if he did, he didn't get near the fucking ball. Yep. He played a game in preseason against St Kilda and was fucking terrible. Terrible. Didn't get near the fucking pill. Yep. And then he fronted up against Richmond in round one and was embarrassed by Dylan Grimes. Didn't get near it. And the comment was, hasn't played much footy. He's played two games at the back end of last year. He's played a practice match in round one. Hasn't gotten near it. Does he need just some confidence? Does he need to have a spell? Does he need to get in the twos and just fucking get the footy? Just need to win two Coleman's. <laughs> yeah. So, again, Tim, you can be selective with the context all you want. No, no, no. There's no issue in you posing the question. Well, this but then he made you look a fool for having posed it, think, having, having doubted so, the so greatness no, of Charlie Kerno. I've got this. I've got this, Sean. Hold my beer, Sean. Yeah. I'll so, be back. I've got this, Sean. I'll be back with a couple of medals. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? So he fronted up against the Bulldogs in that round two game. He kicked yep. seven. Yes. He was kicking yeah. them from the boundary. He was fantastic. And you just went, oh, good, fantastic. Great stuff. Whatever's clicked has clicked for you. And then in typical Did Tim Davis. Thanks, Sean. In typical Tim and Fab fashion, <laughs> their rearview mirror is about five fucking seconds. They've got the memories of goldfish. And everything that happened to that point is completely forgotten. Everything that happened, <laughs> everything that happened to that point is completely forgotten. It's irrelevant. But oh, you, no, he had a really good day. He could be. You're, you're the sort of idiots who someone could be the worst man on the ground, like categorically be the worst You'd man be on the, the bloke ground. Saying, oh yeah, Nick Larkey doesn't get to play against North twice in a year. It's yeah. not really a Coleman. I was what? right in round one. What the fuck are you talking about? You could be the guys. Someone could be the worst man on the ground. <laughs> but if they kick the winning goal. I had a good day, though, didn't he? He had a good day. The guy who didn't discount the fact that Nick Larkey then played two extra games because, no, he can't play against himself. Yeah, correct. So everyone else got four games eliminated. Nick Larkey, no, no. That's just basic mathematics. It's basic statistics. Anyway, the point is that Blake Akers has been playing some good football the last couple of weeks. He has. And he's... Pivotal. uh, I wouldn't say he's pivotal, but I would say He was our best player until... Would you be wanting to hit a first final with Lockie O'Brien and Ollie Hollands? Uh, no, I think we'd move it around. I think Fish would go to a wing. I think Boyd would come in for Fish or Doc would do come you, in do, for Do you think Ollie Hollands holds his spot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yep. I, I thought gutted, he... Gutted he didn't get that. Look, it was it, it hit the post because Snicko yeah, 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 had, yeah. had a spike and stuff. But God, it would have been nice. It was a nice... It was a nice goal. Nice goal. Giving us the lead at that point in the game. And then the last one was just Cripps, I suppose, from an injury perspective. Ribs are what they are saying. He had it the week before. And you just hope that he'll be sore yep. and you just hope he'll be wearing the protecting he protective had the protective, guard. He had the protective guard last week. You know what they need to do? They need to do some... Um, he was rested. They need to do... So- I know that he was rested. They said he was rested. What are you talking about? No, I'm saying he, he's fine. He's right to go. He's Thanks, he's- Sandra Sully, again, <laughs> with the breaking news. <laughs> Call me Tim Webster. <laughs> like, Jesus. Sports tonight. Um, they need to get the old... They need to get the mould. Put the it in the... Flat, flat jacket. No, put it in the hot water and mould it, mould it to him. Back in the 80s and the 90s, they used to wear... Th- it looked like you were wearing, like, floaties. Mm. Around. Like the arms. Like, no, 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 no. Like, like, like the times. one the belt used to put around, like, yeah, you know, the ones with the packs. Yeah, yeah. Well, he probably needs to invest in one. 
because they're going to come for him. It'll be right. Es como una piedra. A fucking rock. Well, hopefully. Um, the next heading I've got here is outthought. So a concern of mine... Outthought or fought? We're going to do fought later. Okay. Outthought. So a concern of mine coming into the game was... What would we do or how much would we... How much would we try to do to really go after them and sort of stop what they're doing? Because we know what they're going to try to do. We know how the Giants are going to try to play. And I thought... The fuck was that? Sorry, I tried not to yawn out loud and kind of. And I thought mouth farted. We handed handled their all round all round game pretty poorly. Although they didn't really spring a surprise, they didn't do anything revolutionary. We know that's how they're going to play the game. They run hard. They stack their back fifty. They use and create space ahead of the ball, and they counter attack out. Tim, do you think it was a case of not being able to figure out a way through it, not minding if we did or didn't figure out a way through it? or seeing if the players themselves could actually figure something out. Yeah, I think it was a little bit more of the latter. Um, but as we sort of said, this is a team that's been extremely well drilled in knowing what they want to do and how they wanted to do it. And they got it on their own terms. They got the opportunity to be able to do what they wanted to do. And our pressure and our want to be able to block it up a little bit was lacking. And and it was predominantly attitudinal. And 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 I, going in, and I guess I probably just didn't think about the machinations of the positions on the ladder because the whole way through I kind of thought, oh, GWS win, we play them again. That's what I I thought. Even though, and then very early on, in you've front gone, of me, oh, it kept the, the ladder kept changing. Yeah, and I was like, not once did I pick up that Sydney was sitting in eighth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, and eventually when you because again, all, you know, really all the all the opportunities were you know Western Bulldogs if we win, it was Sydney if GWS win, um, but the whole way through I kept on thinking if they win we'll play them again, and and I kind of thought I don't know if that's good, I don't know if that's bad. Like, did we, our coaching we, staff think that? I don't know. When they would have known the Melbourne result, correct? And oh, I know, although it finished very. Very loud phone. No, oh, she's Kelly's gone. Right, don't talk to me. Okay, fair enough. That's this is old mate, fucking King Kong, just getting the headset back on. How else do you want me to put the headset on? Not gently, quietly, gently, gently. Look at this. Gently. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Gently. See, people will hear. That's gently. made noise. Gently. Very gently. Again, it's made noise. Yeah, but it's not like this, fat. <laughs> it's not like that. Where you're just an absolute rock ape. It's like that scene. It's like the monolith scene in 2001. He's discovered tools. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I wonder if it was a little bit about, you know, using practice sessions, like a bit F1-wise, where different drivers will use the session to achieve different things, short runs, quality runs, long runs, different tyres, fuel loads, etc. What a, my question for the coaching panel would be, okay, well, what did we want to get out of the game? It's a good question. Like, it's, and, and it's not even being judgmental. That's not me saying, oh, you just didn't want to win. No, it's no, like I'm actually fascinated. Like what did we want to get out of this match? What did you think was going did to we want to get? Did we yeah. want to get a win? Did we want to get runs on the board? Did we want to get miles into the legs? Did, what was it? And, and at times we did still want to, we looked like we still wanted to have pace on the game. And, you know, there was a lot that just seemed, it seemed to be one of those days where, 
we'd get that half chance and and we'd get the game on our on our own terms and then we'd go that forward handball and a GWS player would just get a finger in the way and then just rather than having you know clean exit you'd have to sort of arrest the advantage again because you could still recover it but you weren't out you weren't relaxed and it was one of the things that occurred to me throughout the day and you know we've all loved Dave Cunningham he got the ball an inordinate amount of times on his left foot yesterday and he's a very good left foot kick but he didn't damage in a, in in the situations he found himself in mm. And yet, if he ended up on his right, I just sort of think he could have torn the game apart because he got actually got a fair bit of it. But he, he, he was actually a microcosm of the team as well, where he yeah, wasn't he was quite so close, but he wasn't quite his very assured, clean self. Correct, I agree. With just that. a couple yeah. of moments where he yeah. just went. He had a very, very nice moment when he got the ball out. I think to Hollands, who, who kicked the goal that was then taken back. Yep. And he sort of went fantastic. Yeah. Clean, decisive, yep. gets it out quickly to advantage. And it was a bit of an almost game. Yeah. You know, and because when we were playing okay. We were in it. We were matching them. In fact, the whole first half, I thought we'd played far and away the better football. Did it but we mirror? Hadn't really taken I think I think, in I think we played. I think we played the best football. Yes, but very, very fleetingly. Very yes. sporadically. It was kind of like it kind of mirrored the, the our first meeting in the sense that our first quarter, if you recall, the first time we played, we dominated. They could not get it out of their D fifty, yeah. and it was the same. But we just one, didn't put score. We on. just didn't put enough on to then be able to absorb, the, absorb uh, and control a, a little bit more. Yeah. I think one of the things that they did very, very, very well. Um, and unlike was... last time where we continued to fight for it, not well, mm. and got a bit lucky, this time we were like... See, I don't like that. All too hard. Um, one thing they did very, very well and credit to them was control the field and they controlled where the space on the field was yep. and they did so entirely to their benefit. That slowed our ball movement. That made us dump it long down the line. That created space for them in the front half. Our, our defensive half was jammed up with bodies. Their front half was just one-on-one, sometimes not even. Um, were you at all concerned, Fab, that we sort of looked a little bit like the bad old blues of sort of May? We had no imagination. We had no intelligence with ball in hand. We couldn't move our way through that zone. We couldn't hit up targets. Scoring it, was very difficult. It it comes down to, and what it felt like, it came down to work rate. So when you're not willing to work and open up, you're having to do things. Oh, that's a, one part of it. We, but we were very sloppy. We were. We were sloppy, but then the other thing that fucking shit me all night, and from where you would have been watching it, you would have seen it as well. I really like Harry Himmelberg, the footballer. He just holds his opponent. He He... They, they, they mentioned, they mentioned bear it hugs on, opponents, and he would have done it eight and times and, and got, got away caught. with it eight times. No, nah, he got he got pinned once, but once. even in the commentary, they were like, "He's getting well, away it's, with it's a lot." It's about time he's been pinned because he does it every time, all the time. It was I was I was getting frustrated. Yeah. Now the and it's one thing to do not, engage do, do you know what, and allow the, a guy third man up and you know, and yeah. sort of semi block, but he's yeah. holding him and holding him back. Yep. There was a couple. There was one. The one that and Harry they, they got was they, so they obvious. They weren't subtle. No, they were. They, should, they were easy free kicks. And, to and be it's paid. not the excuse because when the game God, no. was there to be won and it was on the line, um, I was going to say Gold Coast, Greater Western Sydney were just better and and used the ball far far better. And when they got space and time and they were able to run and hit targets, they 
some of the goals they kicked, they absolutely carved us up. Mm. And they'd have kicked those goals against anybody, the yep. way that they were going about it. A frustrating aspect for me, Tim, was... But I didn't think they were stellar either, so... No. So when you watch cricket, I won't ask Fab this because he doesn't... He's not a cricket man. So every field, doesn't matter where you're playing, it doesn't matter who you're playing, every field should have a third man. Yeah. It's Absolutely. one of those positions, fielding Where positions. Where is third man? So p- behind it's the between slips. Between the first and the second. Yeah. It's behind <laughs> no, the It's just a little bit around to the slips. Dickhead. <laughs> so down on the – it patrols – one and a half, Shut man. up. It patrols the boundary line down past the slips. So if the ball goes through, yep. the third man can come and tidy it up. So he effectively operates from the slips cordon all around. Not the square, obviously, not that, not, not that wide. But if the ball goes if down, you're saying bolt field in there. If, maybe. The, if the ball goes down, if it's very, so if you nick one and it goes beyond slips, he's got it. Yeah. Not not always, but if it if you're bowling to your field, yeah, you're going to create chances. If you don't quite create, take a chance or it goes over, you've got a guy. And particularly if you're trying to get, if you're trying to get batsmen to nick off, they're generally going to hit the ball behind square in that region of the field. So he just patrols and runs down and saves boundaries basically. Yep. Yep. Saves three runs because they'll get, saves, generally yeah, get a well, gets it quick. It saves boundaries and it's just the most sensible position on the ground. You should have a third man. Yep. But it's sort of gone out of vogue in cricket in the last God knows however long. And every time – I remember watching cricket with Dad and the ball will go down there and he'll just go, no third man, that's another four. No, no third man, it's just have someone there. Yeah. And, and, anyway. and it's the old Baz ball thing, isn't it? Go, let's put one – additional person in a dangerous part to try and take the wicket and if we're bowling well and we're creating opportunities and we have to concede the odd four because it, it, you know the catch doesn't quite go to hand or, or whatever mm. else so be it I don't hate the thinking but it's in the end it's the net a the net more, is a net the well, net's and, a negative and it's the accumulative pressure that you can put on oppositions that you're releasing every single yes. time it goes through the net's a negative so the point I'm making here is very few modern fields not all of them but it's it went through a phase there where they didn't have many third men um, I was so frustrated yesterday just put a pivot or a sweeper behind the ball they want to break out and they want to break out into space, taking one player out of our front 50 sort of perimeter arc, taking one player out and having him the last man isn't going to cost us shots on goal, scoring opportunities, any of that kind of pressure because there are already so many bodies in our front third. Just take someone out and have him patrolling sort of the back of the centre square. Yep. And that way when they want to break out, He's running back. He's the last man. He's the nearest player to their goal. So you can't just have whoever it is running back into space. And then that way too, when they're transitioning down the wing, that player can drop back in front of the Weedering and um, Hogan matchup or can cut off an angle for the, the kick on the 45 inside 50, which they did so many Countless times. times yep. And I just thought, are we not doing this by choice? Are we deliberately not doing this? Because this is the most obvious move in the box. Take someone out of our forward third – that's not doing anything but it's just a body because it's the ball is so dirty anyway. Take them back. Adam Sard's the perfect option to be the last man, to be the sweeper, just behind the defence, mopping things up, giving them pause and delay in transition. And this leads to my next point just about outthought. There, I, have, I still maintain, and because of moments like that, I still maintain misgivings about the coach. Because a competent AFL coach would have Carlton where we are. But you need to be better than that to go the next level. 
Well, and there are little moments like that yesterday where I'm thinking, again, maybe it's a bad example because what did we, had, did we have skin in the game? What did we want from the game? The result wasn't the imperative. But it was like, that's the easiest thing on the game. Like, given the way they're playing, how they're trying to score, how they're getting joy against us, it's the easiest move to make. Well, obviously, my relationship says when Adam finished second behind um, McRae at Collingwood first and then went through the process at Carlton and has finished second behind Voss, to now see what what he's done when he's been given the keys to a team that sat third last last year um, and looked like they had a long, long way to go before they were going to be contending for finals, to be able to see the success that he's had with a group where he's walked in and said, no, this is the way that we're going to play and just tried to make sure that it was strategy and game style. See, I think we're clear, clear, clear. Tim, I think we're better appointed than GWS. Play, playing stocks wise. wise. They've got a good they've got leadership. No, and, no, they do. But and, I think all too. round I think all round we are better. I think that's a reasonable comment to make. And, and that's just, why I thought I would have loved to have seen what Kingers might have done at a Collingwood and what he might have done at a Carlton. So seeing I, what he's done at GWS. So I watched yesterday. I think uh, he's very good. And I just, I just parts of me, and I still just have misgivings where I think you need to have something up your sleeve. Yeah. This time of year. What do we do? Because yeah. you need. If this happens, what do we? Because do? you need to tactically be yeah. able to get the better of. Is he? Is John he? Is he game day though? Well, he's a coach, but you yeah, need I know, to be able to. He's very motivated. Yeah. Adam's not even connected to the box. No. Yeah. So what, what you need to be able to do at this time of year, as a coach, is beat the other box. Hmm. You have to be able to beat John Longmire and his coaches. You have to be able to beat Simon Goodwin and his coaches. You have to be able to beat Craig McRae and his coaches when it's for all the box and dice. Yeah. And what we're going to see in a couple of weeks is an enormous test for the footy club. I've got every faith that we can beat the Swans and at the MCG. I'm going to talk about that later on. What a fucking occasion it's going to be on a Friday night. We've been waiting a long time for this. And this is another step in our journey and our maturation. But it's a huge test for the men tasked with winning as games of football. Yep. It's a massive test because John Longmire's done it. Been at three, premier, uh, three grand finals, won a flag. He's, he's, he's a very, very – Mick Moldas is a very, very good football coach. He, like, he knows what he's doing. And this <laughs> Every is such, week we played a very, very, very good football We were beaten team. by the, the Lions who hadn't won a game. And he goes, they're a very, very good football side. Um, so what, as I said – Well, he saw games, it before all of us. Mate. He did. Soothsayer came from the past, uh, from the present. He was like uh, Rufus. What's his name? Was that his name in um, Bill and Ted? I think you're right. Rufus? Yeah. Came from the future. So. Who was that? He had a beard. What, uh, George Carlin. That is him. Well done. Was, was it the seven words you can't say on TV? What do you mean? Was that him? That was his, one of his like legendary comedy bits, the seven words you can't say on TV. Which were what? It was shit piss. Oh, right. Shit, piss, fuck. Like, I don't know if cunt was one of them initially because this is like in the seventies. No one said it at all. That was like that was that was too far. Motherfucker, maybe was one of them. But there was the the gag was that was like he's one of his legendary bits. Seven words you can't say on TV. And when you think about it too, like he's saying this gag in like the mid seventies or whenever it is, like fifty years ago. Be like TV's twenty years old. Don't forget to wind your watch. Isn't that what he told him? Yeah, he did. But the wild stallions. I think he told him, don't forget to wind your watch. It was about the time 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to look up the seven words. It wasn't the clock was going to stop. Anyway, the watch was going to stop. Yeah, because if they didn't get back in a certain time and all that stuff, yeah. 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 Control the control. The seven words you can't say on TV, 1972. So TV was like not even, was it even 20 years old? Early 50s? Welcome to television. It was... Uh, well, we were 56. Yeah, yeah, I think America had, had it. They had the um, Olympic Games, yeah. Uh, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Oh. Of course, Blink-182 did a song with those. But they added a few. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was just my misgivings watching that. I just thought, we're, we're coming up now this time of year where we need the box to be very, very switched on, very astute, to predict and react and to be able to pull the levers that stop. Once the Giants do it twice, you're thinking, okay, that yeah. needs to stop. And be- it didn't. Because when you watch it on field, you tend to see a Sam Doherty organise a little bit. Nick Newman as well. He's not there, Tim. So someone else has got to step no, that's up. A, and, or a weedering or whatever. When you – like, you often see things in game, um, but if you don't have it, how capable are we of making the change? And um, and are the guys in the box alert enough to it to to be on the front foot and making the change too? Because you don't want to have to wait for a quarter time break or a half time break to be able to institute the changes. There's a phone down on the bench. Like there was a moment where we subbed off Acres, obviously, and you saw. So Marchbank comes on and then immediately Fish goes Fisher forward. Fisher went forward. So yeah. they obviously said, here's the change, here's the move. Mm-hmm. Like, send messages out with the players. You're making 75 changes a, a day. Mm. Send messages out to players. You don't need the runners. Fab's big one about the runners, the runners. We didn't have runners, which is why we were – that really hurt us, Tim. Remember that? We no, didn't no, have runners. No, when when you – Because we, we were a young team and we needed go back runners. back five years ago, you need runners because – Send the message on with the player, Fab. I'm on the bench and I come out and go, go Fab, we're doing whatever. Who we're doing are we going to send it on with? Dylan Viojo Rainbow? Well, he can relay a message, I'm sure. He hardly knew what he was doing himself. I don't know why you're potting the young kid, but I mean, probably another example you could use. Or well, Clem Smith. Again. Or well, Christian. Leave, leave Clem on. <laughs> Mick Moldas still waiting for Clem to become one of the greatest. Mick Moldas said he looked like Little Richard. He was right. He was 100% correct. <laughs> it was like, fucking does. <laughs> He had a bit, a bit of hardness about him, Clem. I loved Clem. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. He had a bit of hardness. What's going on on the phone there, Fab? Your phone's running hot. Yeah, it's f- running hot. You're very busy. What's going on? Is this about the, the sister-in-law's travel? She encountered trouble going around the world in 80 days? 80 days. 80 with days. Fi- with Phileas uh, Fogg. Phileas Fogg. Is that in a balloon? Uh, it was in a train initially, and then they changed it to a balloon. He did. A, he travelled a all manner of different uh, things. Righto. Um, our next heading is outfought. So this is the wait and see. This is the have we flirted with our form or have a few boys taken their foot off the gas? You know, can we recapture it? Question. We stayed with them for a while, but then when they pushed on, we couldn't go with them. Was that because we didn't want to or because we couldn't or we didn't really care I'm, enough? You kind of got to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think the, the week off as well. The whole flirting with form, it's it's everyone's getting this this break. So it's I think I think we hit this fortnight now, looking back at the last ten weeks, thinking we look more on the nine than we do on the one. 
So I don't think it's flirting no, I agree with that. form. And I, I just think no second ruckman experimenting with Harry. And that's why I asked you guys, how's Harry going in the ruck? And you were like, horrible. No, no. So I just want to clarify that as well too. I think it's just a bad move. I think it's just a bad move. No, he didn't really jump. No, well, that's fine because mm. you don't want him getting jumped into. Mm. So it's sort of like, and Tim would remember this, Timbo's Bloods, of course. There's a reason they took Adam Goods out of the ruck, out of centre bounces. Because he did a PCL. And it's like, we can't risk this guy getting, mm. it sounds weird, getting caught. So what I'm even, saying, getting so jumped into, getting TDK having a shoulder load. I don't think he's there yet. No. Um, I'm going to jump ahead here. Did we miss Pitto? I think... You came for me with the Blake Akers chat, gentlemen. This is one for you particularly, Fab. I've forgotten who potted me. You two have just meshed together. You both teamed up had on me. Had we have had you a... You both teamed up on me, so I'm just going to return serve at both of you. A reflective bollard <laughs> in place of him. Uh, we no, what, what I'm trying to get at, we needed a Ruckman. I don't care who it was. Well, Pitto's that man. Did we miss him? We missed the Ruckman. I think against Briggs, you could have used Pitto. What do they say? <laughs> they go, permission to treat the witness as hostile. Did we miss Pitto? No, we missed Sauce. Sauce wasn't fit. I don't care. It's kind of important. Otherwise, he'd be like a reflective bollard. Just say it. We missed, <laughs> we missed Pitto, didn't we? We missed Pitto yesterday. Just say it, Fab. We missed him, didn't we? Truth will set you free. <laughs> we missed him. Uh, He's a lump at times, but yes. He can be a useful. We missed that one. role. We we missed that role. That that and and Tom Hickey's not going to run through us next week. And if Hayden McLean, it'll is your be backup Tom Ruckman, Hickey's last game of senior football, mate. He might go down swinging. Alistair Lynch style. Exactly right. If Lynchy landed just one, he was throwing him. He was, was throwing him from the cheap seats. I was scared for him for Wakeland. He just got real angry, didn't he? Well, it was just he like, tore the hamstring, didn't he? Or the, yeah, or the uh, quad. quad. Torn, tore the quad, tore the quad. He just got knew he was off and said, "I'm going. I am going down swinging." They went the biff. I'm going to say Jonathan something. Brown got Josh Carr, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I'm going to say something controversial here. I'm going to say it. I'm just going to go for it. Not in this office. Don't do it. What do you mean? Is it? I'm going to go after the Lions. So you better. You could probably turn this down or skip ahead, Pete. I'm going to put a marker in for you, <laughs> so you can read the description. Skip this bit, Pete, will be the heading, will be the headline. Are you, about, are you going to talk about the old Lions or the current Lions? Old Lions. Oh. Okay. Has I'm, there I'm, ever been a player, and he ended up becoming a mag- magnificent player, he ended up becoming a magnificent player, has there ever been in the history of AFL football a better example of being in the right place at the right time than Jonathan Brown? Wow. What did he contribute, like, meaningfully – in those to those three Pete Premier, he played. I in, think he was a better footballer. Hundred percent, he was. Hundred yeah, percent, he was. Coleman medals, captain, courageous, all that stuff. Mm. Fantastic footballer. He, you could take him out of that Brisbane Lions team. He was on an upswing, and there would be no difference. Because he was like, was he even? Was he the third forward even? Because it was obviously Lynch Bradshaw. Was no, Bradshaw he, wasn't there. Bradshaw was there. Not for all of them. No. Bradshaw was there, mate. What are you talking about? Bradshaw was there. Bradshaw missed the uh, 2000 semi-final. Bradshaw missed his, uh, the birth of his child against but us. But he did an ACL at one point. No, but he was there. So the point I'm making is he played in premierships for the Brisbane Lions. The point I'm making is he was ahead of Lynch, clearly. Um, I reckon Bradshaw's Brown, got one flag. Timbo? I will tell you exactly how many he's got. 
The world holds its breath. The point is, he was there. He was part Fly. of the Brisbane line. Fly was in the forward line. Fly was there. <laughs> what was that? That was. Give it to me, Tim. That was that chair. Uh, played in the grand final against Essendon. Yep. Lost, uh, win. I uh, did not play in the final series in two thousand and two. What are you looking up? Just go to the Wikipedia where it will say premierships. I'm telling you. And then he played in the in the third grand final of three. So he's a two-time premiership player. Two-time premiership player, and he played in the losing grand final. Yeah, so he was there is what I'm saying. Thank you very much. So he so, played three or four grand finals for two. Fair to say then, Tim, he was a penance. part. It's fair to say then, Tim, he was part of the team. He was part of it. So the point I'm making is, and I'm, Jonathan Brown was a fine, fine player. Excellent. Fine young cannibal. But at that particular point in time... He was in the team. He had training wheels on. And what the fuck was he doing? He took a lovely mark against Hawthorne, I think it was, maybe in one of the years where he ran back with the flight. You go, that's a great moment. But other than that, you, you watch some of these old games and you're thinking, mate, you were fucking blessed. People talk about Joel Selwood. Joel Selwood gets that a little bit, rocking up at the perfect time, and no one ever talks about Jonathan Brown. Rocked up, could not have arrived at a better time for a young player. I, I, look, obviously not being not knowing Pete back then and not like you look, we look at the grand finals. He'll, he'll, I will he'll ask come Pete, to work with a knife tomorrow and going, is he still fucking It's not here? like Pete, 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 <laughs> no, nah, Pete will be measured. Pete will probably give you the impact that he made in season. He wasn't, he, he, he didn't have brilliant grand finals. Like he, he did well in the 2003 grand final, I think. And he, he, he's obviously kicked goals in grand finals. So it's not like he's, Gone missing, but yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't an integral part. Well, Tom Hawkins, as a young footballer, turned the grand final against Collingwood. Yes, and, and he also and provided he, the moment against St Kilda, even though well, he, he missed. Did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it is and it is hard for and young I'm not, I'm not because every Premiership team, you could look at every single Premiership team, and you're thinking, thinking again, no disrespect to the player in question, but you look at every single team, and you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, you're probably lucky. Robbie Copeland? Yeah. He's ahead of him. Was Clark Keating a good ruckman? No, no. he wasn't. But did well on grand final. He Mr. 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 Well. Mr. September, yeah. as they called him. Because he just turned up and just punched the ball forward yeah. for four weeks. Yeah. He was able to get his body right for three <laughs> games a year. And he just stood his ground and volleyball spiked the ball 30 metres forward. And it worked. Why you would want to do that when your midfield is Black, Voss, Lappin, <laughs> Akamatis. Let's clear. Let's clear the drop zone. We're going to take out our four best players by just punching the living shit out of this ball. I'm going to punch this ball to centre-half forward. And we're bringing Sean Hart, Ma- uh, Mark, whatever his name Ashcroft, is, Marcus Ashcroft, and into the game. Yeah. R- Robbie Copeland. I'm just trying to think. See Tim here, Nodding. So. Yeah. I was a big Tim Nodding fan. Did he marry Jody Henry? The swimmer? Yeah. Uh, not sure. Tim Nodding? I know Liesl Jones at one point was on with one of the guys. Marty Pask. Marty Pask. Marty yeah. Pask, former Bulldog legend. He's a, he's a manager, I think. Manager, play yeah. manager, yeah. yeah. So Jonathan Brown, big brownie, made his debut in round five of 2000. He played 13 games, including the semi-final loss to us. He had eight disposals, didn't kick a goal, didn't kick a, didn't score that day. Just a young player. I'm not potting him. It's a fucking hard graft yeah. for a young player. Having said that... Um, Bradshaw's out of the game. They're probably hoping he'd step up a little bit. 
So let's put it on record. You've said Jonathan Brown's the worst three-time premiership player of all time. Not say that. In, in fairness, in fairness to him, in two thousand and one, he had sixteen kicked two two. That's a good day for a forward. In two thousand and two, we had fourteen and kicked one. That's yeah, sort of go. okay. Tim Notting married Jodie Henry. They have three children together. Two thousand three, he had fifteen and kicked two. So he's had not bad days on the on the big stage as such. But I just think Are you still just bitter that he kicked ten against us when we were really bad. Um. That was annoying. No I don't know it. if this is the point you were trying to make, but his best football most definitely came after That's the point the I expressly run. made. Yeah. But the point, I just thought sometimes... But I don't think he felt ass backward in there. And, he... and look, I wasn't saying that he was a complete dud when he was playing no, no, in no, his no, early no, no, days, no, no, but no. it's just like you turn up and you... You're it, at the right place at the right everyone, time. As I said, everyone used, like the Joel Selwood one, people, in his first year they win the flag and they play in four grand finals in his first five years and all that stuff. And you're thinking, well... How fortunate are you to lob at that club at that time? And whenever people talk about that, they never talk about Brown, mm. who they played a semi-final in his first year and then the next four grand finals. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you're a part of the team because you're playing regular senior football, clearly. Mm. But you're not expected to There's be... There's always lucky players. But you can influence more as you know a lucky? grand level poppy. Is what? poppy a three-time mm. premiership player? He is. Paul right. yeah. he, he, if he was at Carlton... He'd be no better than Michael Gibbons. He's Brett Backwell. Right? He had a glorious moment against Tony Liberatore out on a half-forward flank at Optus Oval one day, Brett Backwell. Did he win a Liston? Number eight. No, he ended up winning a McGarry. Number two. I really won a McGarry. Brett Blackwell. Brett Backwell. You're thinking of Wayne Blackwell. Or his son, Luke Blackwell. He wore number Who? 13. Brett Backwell wore number two. Wayne Blackwell wore number eight. And, <laughs> his, and his son wore number 13. Correct. Same as Justin Davies. Brett Backwell was one of those boys who, okay, this is a great example. So he turned up at Carlton when we were okay, 99, sort of 2000-ish and young player. And he wasn't, like, let's, don't get us, he wasn't an absolute superstar, but he had a little bit of talent. Mm. And he lobbed at us at precisely the wrong time. Correct. Because we didn't know what to do with young players. We were in a hurry to try, oh, this is bullshit, what's happened? We're getting, we're fucking shit. How do we get out of this? Rather than... You might actually be able to help us get out of it. You're a young, talented player. Mm. We went, no, 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 we've got to fuck, we've got to find ready-made guys. Yep. So he, he arrived at Carlton. He was probably thinking, this is okay. Because we don't rebuild at Carlton. We're, we're sort of not a we bad... We need Michael Mansfield. Yeah, we need Stephen right. O'Reilly. <laughs> we'll trade a first rounder. Yeah. And then we need Stephen O'Reilly to sing like a bird. <laughs> yeah, correct. How are we? So sorry about that, Pete. But in the end, I haven't potted. Jonathan Brown. Who's the biggest recruit that's been a bust at the Carlton Football Club? And when I say biggest recruit is in, there was always this talk of he's coming, he's coming. And when you get him, you just think. It's probably Zach Williams. We haven't even played. That's no, for that reason. Mm. It's probably Zach Williams. Stephen Oliver. No, no, that's different. He never even got – like he was playing better footy than Jonathan Brown was at the same age stage in his career. Where? Forward. Played forward. Yeah, but where was he playing this outrageous football? Not the at early, In the early 90s. No, no, he, he showed. He showed plenty. You're, you're just too young. Are you fucking for real? You were like didn't 11 come, years old. Didn't he come old. with this reputation of kicking like 147 goals? Yeah. Castlemaine. Castlemaine. Okay. As a kid. And what did he do in the – give me his stats. I'm going to bring him up. He could play. But he, Give me a Rowan Welsh any day of the week. Well, <laughs> yeah. But the reality... He's I mean, better Wel- than Rowan Welsh. Welsh came along at, at the age of, like, 22. He came along at the age of 
18. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, they're pretty meagre statistics. I've just looked up. Foot, footy was a bit different back then. So long as I... No, no, no. Give me the stats. So Did he kick seven in a you've, game? You've made day. him look like, sound like fucking prime, I don't know, Matthew Pavlich. He couldn't have possibly kicked seven in a game because he only kicked eight for his career. Good point. <laughs> so... If you... He might have kicked a few in the twos. I think, yeah, because I'm looking. So did Peter Satori, mate. No. <laughs> that was the name that was so coming to mind as debuted one of the in, worst recruits. Debuted in round one of 1992 against the Brisbane Bears. Had two disposals. Had three hitouts. Uh, followed up in round two against Hawthorne. Doesn't look like he was on the ground because he didn't touch it. In those days, you didn't. Nah. Parco very sparingly used his Are bench. we, we going to just... Round... You, you guys... Coming at me that this guy was he was okay. He kicked two goals in consecutive weeks of round fourteen and fifteen in ninety three uh, against the Coasters and the Bears again. Like playing the Bears because um, the Bears were shit. <laughs> and then and then he gave us a showed us in ninety four. He kicked a goal in three consecutive weeks against no, Collingwood. Two seven and eight. Timbo, I'm I'm waiting for an apology. Yeah, but he he was very highly thought of. He was a zoned player. That we invited to the club and said, I "Do remember, you want to I be a star?" I remember hearing that this guy and he, wanted, had, had he, he just wanted absolute, to play country footy, an absolute bag. <laughs> not just not just a bag, an absolute bag, whatever that means. I think it was like a hundred and forty odd goals it in was. a year. It was, and then, and then when he decided to go back, he he would. Kick shitloads. I'm looking at the Blue Zam. One of the great. No offense. One of the, the great AFL online the resources. Castle, what, what is the Castle? Is that the Ovens and Murray? That's the Ballarat League or whatever it is. What are they? What would they call? Be called the Captain Victoria the at the Australian Under Seventeen Championships as a an, as a cricketer. An enigmatic figure. Stephen Oliver was just 16 years old when he was drafted by the Blues out of the Castlemaine Magpies. Bendigo Football League. He was prolific at junior level and during his six seasons at Princess Park. Levi Casbolt was prolific at junior level. But he never settled in Melbourne and after 13 reluctant games, he went home for good to yeah. become a legend of the Bendigo Football League. Yeah. Only the second player in the history of the Bendigo Football League so to he, kick 1,000 is career he, goals. Is he the one, as I'll post the question again, who's had the biggest amount of hype around him that has been a flop? And you're probably right about Zach Williams at the moment. What about Troy Menzel? Did he have hype? I still think we, I think look, I think we traded him because of some off-field stuff, which I don't really want to go into. But um, <laughs> that means you know something. No, but we traded him for like what effectively became, you know, your mate Carriage. That's an old one yeah. for the for the pot OGs. <laughs> Do you want to give us Tony? <laughs> did he say it was, yeah, it was get, Carriage? <laughs> what did he say? What he's a shit. <laughs> it's unfair, but Carriage. Uh, you know, Sumner, Plowman, all those guys. Phillips. We got, we got the... one good player out of all that. Plowman? No. Um, Jed Lamb? No. No, the forward. No, Mark, no, he was in a different pick. No, no, March Bank. People got to. March Bank and. I love how March, March Bank gets thrown with all the. No, nah, March Bank and Pickett were a separate deal. That's right. They and, were and, a year and, later. And we paid for them. Like, we actually gave away something decent for March Bank because we knew he was a gun. But. Oh. The Adelaide small forward was the only one who was like, I'd have all that. No, that was a different, he was a delisted free agent, Matthew Wright. Matt Wright, he was good. Yeah, he, he was, was a free agent. delisted free agent, you're But right. those, those guys that well, we number picked. number 47, 46. Those, 46. I love how. We, those guys that we traded to uh, get the, the bundle of GWS offcasts, 
And I understand well, the, than... No, but I understand the rationale is that we just need to start again, and if one of these guys ends up being okay, that's fine. And Plowman, we did get some decent footy out of. And that was eight years ago, so we've, for a pick 29 or whatever. But the point is, in that group, on talent, like Menzel's the best footballer mm. in that group of five we acquired for the, that trade. the Hawthorne Hall? We had the Glenn Bowyer, uh, Brett Johnson. Johnson. He was okay. We should have given him one more. <laughs> Brett Johnson Daniel had seven, 17 touches in the first half in the first quarter against Essendon. Wow! And he ended the game with eighteen touches. <laughs> oh shit! How does that happen? Uh, you don't touch the ball. Yeah, but like, what happened? I don't know. Um, Remember Adrian Deluca? Yeah, hands like a vice. We should do a podcast where we just randomly shout out names from the, the Carlton. That's basically era that... what we've done for the last ten minutes. Adrian Deluca. No, uh, we used to call him um, Two Grabs. <laughs> He, he double grabbed everything. He had just his hands were like they'd been replaced with a fucking block, <laughs> a block of wood. <laughs> so he had to cradle the ball gently and then take it on the second grab. <sighs> Number twenty six. What about your boy? He's all his brother, of course, Fabian Deluca. I thought he was going to be a jet, and he absolutely wasn't. Is that mm. a port? Port. What about your boy? Which one in the GWS? A man that I heard way too much about. Oh, Christian Jacks. Yeah. Yaks. I still thought. I, well, the only thing that ever sucked me in was they always said they were going to draft him because Ahead of. they never. Well, because they never. They always thought Cripps. Um, they never knew. They just thought Cripps wasn't going to be there. Was that, was that the order? Don't know. 13, it would have been. Yeah, I reckon they'd always intended to take. Jacksh at that pick. Yaksh. Yaksh, whatever it is. <laughs> and then uh, and Cripps was there, so they just they took him. And and then the next year they I think they traded for Yaksh or whatever his name was. And Mark he, he, Wiley. He, he kicked Mark Wiley, yeah. Yeah, he did too. On Sideshow Bob. Um he kicked the goal early against Richmond. Beautiful. You know, goal. Yeah. And I don't remember much else. That's about the <laughs> that, highlight that was his of his career. time. Yeah. yeah. Did bequeath eventually the number eighteen jumper to a fair player though. Paul Bauer. He got it after Paul Bauer. Oh, Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh. Sam Walsh. Um, so we can probably stop talking about uh, that sort of <laughs> Mediocre Carlton players. Mediocre Carlton players. Um, so on the outfought thing, that the contest side of it was a bit disappointing for me. We obviously need to see that corrected, and hopefully it can be corrected. But we need to wait for that to happen. Um, you did end up conceding that we probably needed Pitto out there, did you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I can see. Well, and Harry Mackay just didn't look like he was wanting the, know the physical yeah, contest. He also doesn't know what he's doing. No. Yeah. Next point of view, selection. Who stays, who goes? Out. Corey Durden. Yeah, easy. Did Fish do enough? Out. Caleb Marchbank. I thought Marchbank was one of our bright spots. Yeah, spot okay. yeah, but he's coming off the bench. Um, Acres. He'd well, have to be he, in doubt if he plays. If he yeah. if if he's unavailable, but let's assume he we we everyone's available. So Durden comes out and Motlop goes in. Yes. Uh, who comes in? Who goes out for Crips? Does Probably. Paddy Dow keep his spot? Probably Dow. I mean Dow. Dow. I don't think Dow. Some keeps of Dow's spot. kicks inside fifty. Mongrels, but they were but they strangely effective. I, I, I think he goes to the bench. I think he probably is the sub. Cripps, 
obviously comes in. Doc comes in for Cripps and Doc have to come in. It's just... Does he come in for Marchbank? Yes. And then Dow goes to the Dow sub. Dow goes to the sub. I'd been long liking what Fogarty had been doing and he had one really good pass. Might have actually gone to Acres. Who comes in for Pitto is the question. Well, then who, who goes out for Pitto? That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you end up big. And that's maybe why it's a March bank. So they've got forward, like Logan McDonald's not massive. But Joel... He, who, who's dominated who's, early who's on the us. chopping block? It's either... A Marty, well, you'd think Weedering would get... They've got a Marty, they've got McLean, they've got McDonald. Yeah, but none of them... Marty's the biggest. Yes. So Weedering goes to him. I would be comfortable with... Uh, am I getting McLean right? Am I picturing the right dude? He's a big guy, but am I Where's picturing... number two? He clunks marks. Oh, yeah. Brute of a bloke. Yeah. Doesn't get it anywhere large, else on Large the man. Yeah. Does Lewis Young... No. Chill. No, he doesn't. Daddy Chill. Well, you got you got McGovern <laughs> as well to play on him. What in what is even that? What the hell is even that? <laughs> McGovern and Kemp get the the three tools. See, I'd say Kemp would go to. I would. Marty. I would like no. Nah, Weedering's on Marty. Oh, you said that. Sorry. I, I would see. I would think Kemp. Kemp goes to McDonald. Probably has to go to McDonald. But I would like him to go to. I would like Kemp to go to McLean. Um, Logan McDonald. Yeah, but I think he'll go to McLean. So Weed is, Which is a bit big. Weeders, Kent, Newman don't move. McGovern, Fisher, Saad, I think stay. Okay? I like what Fisher's added, but he just he just looked... Yeah, okay. So thought he was a bit lost. Akers, Hewitt, contribute. Hollands. Who what was that, sorry? Akers, Hewitt, Hollands. Yep. Unless Hollands makes way and Doc goes to a wing. Uh, Sydney, a running side. I don't know. If you had a choice between Holland, Cottrell, if you had Cunningham, to, and Owies, don't that they're all in. If you had to choose between Hollands and Fisher, who are you keeping? Fisher. I suppose it depends what the role is. Yeah. Who plays on Goulden? Because he Cottrell tears everybody up. Who played on Lockie Whitfield yesterday? Nobody. <laughs> tell, that, that's that was my thinking. Cottrell probably goes to Goulden. Yeah. He's the bloke that scares me because he's torn many a I team think up Holland's, at the MCG. Holland's came in so in the nine-week stretch. He came in at the back end of it. So did Fish. But I reckon it's Holland's. Holland's is out. They like him. Holland's is out. Durden is out. See, Chin- Chincotta stays. Chera stays. Fogs maybe. Nah, Fog's out. Fog's out. Fog is out. Well, you're talking about the right people. Yeah, I think Paddy Dow goes to the to the bench. It's a sub. It's a sub. It's all very difficult. Thankfully, we're not having to do it. Um, and my last heading here, as we move on, There's is still Kennedy you know what to I like? potentially come back. You know what I like? Good headache. No, it's a good headache to have. No, hundred percent. And the the weedering thing is a massive relief. Even if the end was obvious, the end was Lewis Young. Yep. For for a week. The end was it was that was an easy change if Weedering got suspended. Yep. Well that's right. So that wasn't and a I, headache. The, the whole question about Hollands should Blake Akers not get up, then obviously he stays, Doc goes to the other yeah. wing. Mm. And and maybe as you say, your question is if your three 
defenders are re- like your three tall forwards are very tall. Would you potentially have Lewis be your second ruckman? Well, that's the question. And and then he gives you the flexibility that you don't get with Pino. He and Soss weren't that bad, so that's oh, the, no, that's the the Lewis Young. And so maybe Lewis Young is your second ruckman. So you're not so do playing Mackay, and you've question. got an extra person to play. The Lewis Young question is yeah, that, that Lewis Young thing is potential cover for the bigger. Can I unconcede my Sydney defender uh, forwards? No, my, can I unconcede my concession? The no. bollard is out. <laughs> so we're going to move. Lewis Young is that is said bollard. That's harsh. We were talking about him earlier in the year, very glowingly. Lewis Young yeah. turned into a complete. Uh, I don't know, just a, just a mess down back. He did a bit. Um, the the next heading I've got here is is it just a bit of an indulgent one in the sense that. The opportunity we've got, so I've been watching a bit of um, just in the background. You should do it. It's good fun. YouTube have got a big string of that was a season that was just some guys. You love them. They're brilliant. And you just throw them on in the background as you're doing bits and pieces and they're just good fun to kind of look up at occasionally. And most of them from the 90s are up on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. And there's a few from the 70s, uh, from the 80s. They've got, you know, the decade that delivered the 90s docos up there as Mm -hmm. well, which is a great watch. And the thing that struck me, there's two things. How how much the footy media has changed? One of these that was the season that was videos starts with them appraising the stars of the season, who's really impressed. Yeah. And they do a bit where they're just potting blokes. Like, so they go, you know, geez, he had a fantastic year, led the goal kicking and whatever he had, this many, blah, blah, blah. He was an absolute star. They'd love him. And then they'd go, on the flip side, you know, Fabian Guadagnolo, geez, he was pretty poor this year. There was a season to forget for him, I think, after the highs of last year. And they, they, it's just like, Brutal. Yeah. and it's so matter of fact. It's yeah. like, it's hilarious. Can't do that now. No, you can't do it. It's literally like, you know, I'll just, you know, as an example, just going, you know, the Blues would be wrapped with what Tim Davis gave them this year. He really, I think, exceeded expectations in that role, blah, blah, blah. On the flip side, Fabian Guadagnolo had an absolutely horrible campaign. And it's like, you just, it actually made me look, swivel around on the chair because I was like, this is, this is brutal. <laughs> wow. And it's like Sandy and whoever else are just like, and Bruce. Sandy no, Bruce Rose. are just going straight for the jugular. But the second but thing. What's the name used to commentate like that? All, like Ian, Rob, Ian Robertson and Don Scott. That is a shocking kick. Shocking kick. The greatest like, Don Scott moment of all time was there's nothing worse than coming to Footscray. <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. It's, it's windy. It's grey. He lifts off a few things. He goes, you can't get a hot shower after the game. And Dennis Cometti's going, okay, all right, Don, okay. And then, he, <laughs> and then he finishes off with, there's nothing worse than coming to Footscray. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Well, so you're probably too young, but, you know, you always say yeah, at the end of the season, there's always one um, name a game video that you, you're going to, to get. Yes, Australian memory video. I've got Ron the, Barassi, of I've course. got the 91 Carlton versus West Coast game where Minton Connell kicks the goal from the boundary line to be able to win the game. But you listen back to that, and I will not have anyone tell me otherwise, but the whole commentary team had backed Carlton because the way that they commentate, they are almost cheering and barracking at moments in the game. If there's anything Tim can pick, it's a degenerate (laughs) gambler. It's a degenerate gambler. (laughs) Do you know what? Go back and watch the St Kilda-Sydney game. And the yeah, just yeah, he came back into locket space. You can't do that and lock it. Oh, Caven, yeah, (laughs) just basically. It's like he's looking at ten. Said this this was a reasonable approach. No, I think he should be right. It's gonna, it's gonna the uh, 
to the boundary and Ricky Olivich or yeah, nah, it's not, not much in it or whatever. It, it, oh, he's up and he's moving around. Yeah. <laughs> he's all right. He has a pulse. <laughs> These days it would be like, like they'd be mortified. They'd be mortified. Well, they yeah. There's less of the footy code exists now. They're ultimately saying, can you treat people this way? Seems to be the the general approach. Well, there were a couple of moments where you know they had whatever year. What year was it? Ninety five? No, it wasn't ninety five. It must have been before that. And um, it was the Dermot Brereton, uh, Brereton standing on um, Raiden Tallis. Tallis's head. Oh yes. And he he got like the the tackle is four weeks. Today, so the tackle to bury Raiden Tallis into the ground is four, and then he stands on his head. That's eight, and that's another ten. <laughs> yeah. And it's that was in a preseason I think, game. I think he got like six weeks, maybe. I think he did. Yeah. And and then Dermot's talking about it later. He goes, "Yeah, he goes. I think it probably just amounts to a careless riding charge." Because I think I was dealt with pretty harshly. <laughs> he got like five or six, and you're thinking you should have got twenty. Like you, you Far out. unbelievable. But the point. Do you know what I love? The tribunal was run by one bloke. Neil, B- Neil Bissy. And do you remember Bill, Billy Brownless's joke? He said, oh, yeah, I went up before the tribunal and I stuck my head in the door and I said, oh, are you busy? He goes, oh, you are? I'll go then. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. Billy, Billy, Billy. So the point I want to make is, so the opportunity ahead of us is one that's really exciting because the other thing that stuck out to me, apart from the um, low tolerance on ruthless bar- barbarism that was sort of stamped down in the 90s, was... The crowds. So people went to the football in the 90s, but there were regularly like Richmond was playing and they were sort of okay in the mid-90s. They were playing like Adelaide at the MCG and the Ponsford stand, the old Ponsford stand was empty. empty. Yeah, it always it was. It was shut. Yeah. It was empty. Yeah. And they do like wide pans and stuff and it was like there's, a, there's probably a decent crowd in, but it's empty comparatively to today. If yeah. we saw that today, you'd be mortified. You'd be like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? So I've got the random numbers here. Scatman. Where's my Scatman? Hold on. I'm the Scatman. So. Yeah. Friday night is a really, really – or Friday week is a really good chance for us to do something – as a fan base, we've never had the opportunity or haven't had the opportunity to do for 20 years. So we can come out on mass and you use like sheer weight of numbers – to create an atmosphere that Carlton hasn't played in in 20 years, yeah. if, if at all, to be fair. Because you look at this. So footy has changed so markedly since we played home finals at Waverley in 93 against the Crows, the MCG with the Bears in 95. Yep. We played West Coast in 99 and we played Adelaide in an elimination final in 2001 at the MCG. Crowds turn up to watch footy these days in numbers that beggar belief. So the Crows in 93 at Waverley, it was 59. Yep. Like, that's an okay that's an okay crowd. Mm. The Bears in 95 was 52. That's an okay crowd. Yep. Eagles in 99 was 55. The Lions in 2000, the Bradshaw game that he missed, was 56. And the next year, Adelaide in 2001, that was 54. We're playing the Sydney Swans. I want there to be fucking 85. I want there to be 90. Oh, I think we'll push 90. And if we can get 90,000, it'll be – there'll be – 4,000 Swans fans. Yeah. It'll be the most hostile crowd that they've ever played in front of. Yep. Last year's grand final, the grand final against Hawthorne, split partisan crowds, bipartisan crowds. Corporates, all that Corporates. stuff. Yeah. We've got an opportunity as a fan just base to, to do something. Just to make feel uncomfortable. I they, might just go past your old man's house and just start 
heckling at the window. But you know what? If I'm Carlton, your face, Dick. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, be careful. Um, he'd poke an eye out. So I want, I want us to, I want us to run out on the ground second. Yeah, I want, the I want them out there when we run I, out. I want the Swans out there when we run out on the ground. Realistically, even if we run out on the ground first and they hear it from the go, fuck. Blues fans here. But get our guys need to feel it and they need to be excited by it and they need to own it because this is an opportunity that, like, you think about it. Get there. Collingwood, when they played the GWS. Yes. Collingwood GWS as a prelim, that was probably a decent crowd. It was a shocking night. And they'd been, obviously, you know, there or thereabouts a little bit. They hadn't been. I'm going with Ant Delasola. As poor as we had been. Mentioned that to me, didn't I? Did he? But there's an opportunity for us as a fan base to do something we haven't had the opportunity to do. And when, when we have in the past, football was a different thing. It was a different game and it wasn't as attended. 50-odd thousand, mid-50s, decent crowds for that, interstate teams. West Coast Carlton um, meant to be in finally Perth. 99. That's the contract with the MCG yeah. that got us there. I, uh, I got, like it was a... Brisbane er, pants us the week before. But I, I got burnt Brisbane so badly. Brisbane pants us the week I before. I got burnt so badly. And sunburned, yeah, sunburned, and because uh, I didn't have any sunscreen, and just it was just one of those days where when you stand it, when you're sitting in the Great Southern Stand, and you've just got the sun on the ground level straight in your face for like three hours straight. That's, that was me and Aunt 2011 elimination final. We were in the Southern Stand, and the sun was just baking us. Yeah. And our mate Scott was in the MCC members, freezing, freezing. He goes. <laughs> He was frozen. So he sent a photo of himself and he's got the, the blanket over his legs. He's got the thing on. He's got the scarf. And he, he honestly, he looked like he was a buller. And me and Ant are in T-shirts. Like we're just like, <laughs> dying. <laughs> we were dying. I was, I was sat amongst, I don't know how we, because we're obviously just in general, but it was just all Essendon supporters and me. And we won by like 90 points. We, we couldn't we couldn't miss. They kicked the first two or three. Yeah. So Tanta played on needlessly in the goal <laughs> yeah, square and nearly missed. Nearly missed. Nearly touched. I knew, I knew it was our day. I didn't we were up by a bit by this point. When Bryce Gibbs took the mark and just turned around, just turned around. One of my favourite goals. <laughs> it's like I don't even know who's behind me, but I'm just. We've going. spoken about it, but when Murph and Yaz were running down the wing into the, the half la- forward, laughing, and Yaz sidled up next to him, and he said, he "Goes, he's probably like, give me the ball." And Murph sort of went, oh, yeah. And he had a flying shot and missed. But we've got an opportunity to make it – we're not that kind of fan base, I know, but that United and Galatasaray, you know, in the mid-90s. Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. Mm-hmm. And you go there and it's just – you're going to lose the game before the game. Yeah, it could be one of those ones that you look back on and go, yeah, I don't know that Sydney had any chance. And as you say, insert team name here, it won't matter. So Fab mentioned it. If you and, follow and I think the blues, we proved that in that Richmond game too. Like when we, when we found our groove, and we were playing okay footy at that point in time, mm. but when it's ninth versus fifth, mm. realistically, the fifth team should have won so many more games and be so much better accomplished than the team that they play. They really should just sweep the opposition aside. And this year's been closer than that. And Sydney's a side that's played in the grand final last year, and so they're not horrible. But they're not travelling sweetly at all. They they are well and truly gettable. And if we're playing good footy, and my, we have been playing good footy, my we heart should. was in my mouth the, that entire game. Jeez, when we and my bowels were 
What game? Basically on the floor. I wasn't paying the, attention. The, the Richmond game. The final. Yeah. I just ha- I remember I had the record in my hands and I was doing this and I, I, and I, wore, I remember you doing it. I wore off the print and it was all on my hands. I just kept doing this and doing this and you kept telling me it would be alright. I felt like hitting you at times. Fuck, they got a few 50s that day. Though, they too, did. Didn't they? Jesus. One thing I do love and I always say this because I was lucky enough that Timbo got me into the we were in the Jim, Jim Stein, Stein's room Jim yeah. Stein's room which is nice and stuff but you were you kind of behind the glass and it kind of ruins the atmosphere you don't feel the atmosphere and I got up and I said to you I'm going to go listen to the anthem outside yeah and I'm so glad I did it because it was just fuck it was loud yeah. loud 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 why do we do the anthem because it, we're patriotic people yeah but like as in I'm not a, finals. I, I'm not an unpatriotic person but I'm just saying why do we do the anthem before like just a run of the mill final because it's a final yeah, but well, yeah, again, you're not answering the question. Don't know. We, it's an event. We do it because it's just convention that we do it. And yeah, it's no, like, well, we don't, we don't do it in a normal game. No, so. it's exactly right. It just feels like it's a bit like, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Feels a bit like chairing off blokes who have had mediocre careers. Oh, Jesus. It feels a bit I unnecessary. Don't, I when know. It's your second retirement, you question it. BT's a bit of a knob, but he's 100% spot on with. Kids on the ground. No, nah, kids on the ground's fine. Um, He's an idiot for that. Guards of honour for people who have played a hundred and something. If games. you were a three hundred game player, you play for the Blues. You were a three hundred game player, and your little boys are there, and you're wrapping up your career. Would you tell Kel? No, nah, Kel, keep the boys in the fucking car. No, they're there. I hug them, I kiss them, and then I run through the banner. So that's exactly what's happening. That's what that's what BT no, has no, been no, criticising no. for they years. They hold them and they carry them off the ground. What if? Okay, what if Harvey's two years old? He, he, I want, I want what if to, Harvey said what I if, want to greet him What if they say Can I run through the banner With your dad No we, we both know He's talking shit We both know You'd go Not a worry Kelly would tell you That you have to And therefore you would Because she wears the pants Listen to Vertigum <laughs> It's just nonsense Do you know what I'm missing I'm missing the music Yeah we're not doing it I was in no mood for the No music. no I get it well, We haven't earned it That's fine I was in no mood for it because I was just I was so bitterly disappointed. But yesterday. did we play songs when we were shit? Yep, we well, do the because t- the blues are shit again, and they were like we, we twenty tens, twenty tens playlist because the blues are shit. Um, what were we talking about? Don't know. What's the next something segment? About, we, something we, about just we've, we've oh meandered. yeah, the whole thing about giving just media getting giving, the, crowd. the whole thing giving mediocre players send offs. Oh, that yeah. too. Yeah, it's a nonsense. Yeah, and it's a bit like that. It's like, come on, what are we doing here? Um, next heading I've got is, of course, it's time for, if that button works, brilliant. It's time for chicken salads. Only one place to start with chicken salads. Charlie Kuno. Kuno hand. First Carlton player to win back-to-back gold medals or league goal-kicking um, medals. Uh, highlight of the night, just a reward for a stellar player in another great campaign. He joins Fev as the only Carlton player to win two Coleman Mills. Fifth win too. Good on him. He did. Uh, and he's the first player since Josh Kennedy in 2015-16 to win back-to-back Coleman's. Um, the graphic that the club did, you know, the back-to-back graphic, I always think it's the most – it's hard because you don't want to be left with a bunch of shit. You don't know. That should be a fucking T-shirt. You know those terrible sports T-shirts, like mm-hmm. the NASCAR ones that people like wearing because they're kind of, for whatever reason, they're just so shit? Mm-hmm. That graphic should be on a T-shirt. I wear – a Jimmy Johnson NASCAR T-shirt to bed. It's Jimmy one my, Johnson. One of my pyjamas. 
Well, that's exactly it. It should be it should be a shirt. You should be able to buy that from the Carlton shop and a poster even. I don't know why they don't. Cripps wins the Brownlow, players win Coleman's or the Rising Stars or whatever. There is an opportunity to release themed or um, relevant merchandise and don't go straight to the $500, $1,000 memorabilia pieces. Just, just, just do a poster. Yeah. Just do a little, whether it be a classic 24 by 36 or a slightly smaller version as well, mm. just do a poster. And then that way you'd have people collecting the milestone posters. That's it. That's pretty easy. Don't disagree, Sean. Don't disagree. That's good to hear. Uh, my next chicken salad was better for the run. You kind of touched on it. There's a few boys that got a run that I think will be better for it. Yeah, it was – they were far from their best, especially Chez. Chera looked really underdone. Yep. Like, while she came out and was, Walsh's Walsh's was hammering. He's a natural runner. He is. He, he, gets, he runs into trouble a couple of times when he's not used to the pace and all that sort of stuff. And he the, can la- get... the last time you played Timber, he was doing – Blind 360 he turns was, in, in in traffic and getting away with it. So yeah, uh, he was playing against West Coast too. <laughs> that, honestly, his first quarter and, and a bit was Brett Johnson style. It was unbelievable. Adrian Deluca like intensity, <laughs> right? Josh Deluca. Josh Deluca. Adrian played with some good intensity as well <laughs> with the double grammar. I actually just want to um, give a shout out to the people that have been tagging us and continue doing it because it's good fun. The people who have been tagging us whenever. Um, an AFL commentator incorrectly uses laconic. Ah, very good. Grant Thomas did it as well. Good. Said, describe something as laconic. And you're going, you used to coach an AFL team and you're a dumbass, basically, misusing this word. Dumb. Anyone else have a chicken salad? There's not much. Well, obviously. That's what I thought today too. It's the Charlie thing. It's the, but, but there's not much. I thought at times Gov looked good, and he's run out of defence and taking. I would have said that Ollie Holland's goal, but it was taken off him. Well, that's very that true was, too. That, I, I like. I, I was genuinely out of my seat. I was like, oh, oh, oh! Score review, you bastard! Well, as he did it, you just sort of thought, gee, that's good. And at no time, no point did I actually think it was a point. And then the moment they've gone, you, you saw the guy, uh, the, the controlling field umpire with the ball. He said, as yeah, soon hold as on, he stopped, you've gone, well, if you're doing that, it's already been decided. Yeah. It's a point. At home, gone. we knew that a oh, lot earlier. it's a dud. Yeah, okay. Mm, no more chicken salads? No, I don't think I've got no. one. Chicken shit time. A chicken shit for me was just the disappointing finish to the year. We kind of touched on it really, but um, just a sloppy, disappointing way to what uh, had ended up becoming a fine season, particularly mm. at the back part. It doesn't undo all the hard work, obviously, no, but no. it just it just puts a little bit of a question mark on it, which we've got to live with now for Small. 10 days. Small question mark. And, and hopefully answer, um, but we'll wait and see about that. The and time then, slot is a massive chicken shit. Yeah, they're just trying to manufacture a big finish, aren't they? They're just well, they had to... hoped that – I think they had hoped that we would be in the Giants' position. That's right. Needing to win. Again. Yeah. I think that's what the amb- the ambition was, yeah. but as I mentioned earlier, they're, Tim, it they're was a team that, that no one gives a shit about, and ended up no one no one cared. The AFL were kind of lucky that Tex kicked nine, and then Charlie had to do well, something. It, it, added, it added an element something. that it wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, had. otherwise there was nothing in it for us at yeah. all. Yeah. So, shout out to Jeremy McGovern, by the way, for one of the worst. A key performances by a key back I've ever seen. He needed to be playing for Alistair Clarkson. It was, it was good the week Feb before. Was we obviously, uh, we obviously had a vested interest in in um, Tex falling short. 
Although the moment yesterday when Charlie kicks the goals was fantastic to enjoy in the stadium. Glad, glad to have had that, yeah. But you're sort of watching that game on Saturday night thinking, this bloke is dead set taking the piss. Yeah, he is. Like you are dead set. This is pathetic yeah. what you're doing. And I, I put the tweet online as well. And Again, Dex missed a few that he, he had doesn't sixteen shots miss. at goal, Tim. Sixteen. Yeah, you know, this is that doesn't happen today. And coming from having watched us play over in Perth early in the year, and I said on Twitter, Adam Simpson didn't coach harder than denying Charlie Curnow ten goals all year. You're right. I and, you're, and you're thinking, so why do you give a shit now for a bloke who's a racist? No, I don't know why you care. I'm with you. I'm with you. What, what are you tisking for? Oh, I just, yeah, what I, are you doing this one? I don't think it's a bit of a beat up, the whole Tex Walker thing. It wasn't his finest hour. You can say a racist thing doesn't mean you're a racist. Bill Burr says it. I, don't, I can't quote it verbatim, but he says, he goes, white people, you get yourselves in a lot of trouble. I'm not defending Tex Walker, by the way, just for anyone listening. Yeah, it's the order. I know, I know you're not Collingwood the idiots. That you say things. It's, it's the, the order in which you say yeah, things, Bill Burr says. Yeah, it's close. He goes, white people, we get ourselves into trouble because we always put the race first. Yeah, he goes, this Asian motherfucker yeah. as opposed to this motherfucking Asian. Yeah. He goes, we always do it the wrong way. And I just, I remember thinking that's quite yeah. clever and quite funny. Uh, there's no one he else. Is, he is quite He is good. a very clever man. Yeah. Bill Burr's very funny. Have you seen him in um, he has a, not a bad little role in The King of Staten Island starring uh, Pete Davidson? It's like yeah. a semi-autobiographical. And he plays this firefighter who ends up falling for – he's like, I don't know if he's a widow or he's divorced, sorry. And um, Pete Davidson's mum, played by Marissa Tomei, I believe. Oh, wow. She, uh, he, his father had died and um, Bill Burr sort of knew of him. They were both firemen and he kind of ends up – they kind of end up maybe starting to see each other and whatever. And Bill Burr's just got a couple of just brilliant moments where they're talking about, you know, maybe you should think about doing something with your life. And he's like, I'm 25 or whatever. And he goes, Roger Starbuck has uh, been to war. He goes, I won a Super Bowl by the time he was 25. And he's just, oh, he drops in stupid shit like that. He's like, such and such. He goes, carried for 600 yards. The, or, you know, whatever, yeah. how many yards in his debut season. <laughs> he's uh, 23. I like Pete Davidson's. And he's like, it's not helping. What the fuck are you talking when he gets, about? When he gets offered a, a hot dog and he gives the whole explanation it's got about Crohn's. Crohn's disease. Shout out to all cronies. Um, is that your collective noun? No, I don't know what it is. Um, Do you have a club? Do you meet up? No. Um, They'd want a fucking big toilet yeah, outside block. Outside of a toilet <laughs> block. <laughs> They'd want a huge. Oh, he's not Gary Glitter. Fucking hell, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's fucking humorous <laughs> for you, assholes. Hey, I defended you. I said you're not Gary Glitter. Pardon the pun. <laughs> um, yeah, when he's kind of given the whole explanation why he can't have the hot dog, I think Billboard goes, Next time, just say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is quite, that's, that's a baseball game, isn't it? Yeah. He goes, We're going to see the Yankees. Yeah. It's the Staten Island Yankees. <laughs> he goes, We've got great seats. He goes, These guys could be the next big thing because we get to see them before they make the majors. Uh, does anyone else have a chicken shit? Uh, look, the slippery fish was a bit sloppery. Yesterday. The one in the second quarter where he had so much time and space and panicked yeah. for no apparent reason. No. Yeah. And I just went, oh, fish. Come on, mate. But he was getting it. Yeah. He's getting yeah. a fair bit of it. And, and look, he's in form. To be honest, um, he's given our footy. last two and a half months, there's not a lot of chicken shits for me. Do you know what I mean? I got a chicken shit for you. Yeah. Anyone, anyone across how our VFL season ended? Oh, the Gold Coast got game. done by hundred and thirty odd and missed the eight, missed the ten on percentage. 
<laughs> was it by much percentage? Oh, or point no. six or something. Really? So if we had got done yeah, by 120, we would have been okay. So when I was mid-rant about how we were on a holiday up on the, you know, the Gold Coast. We were all on holiday. That was, they were on a little bit too much of a holiday. Um, but then seven and eight kind of just take care of business. Yeah, but we would have been in this yep. week. We would have had a game this past week, which yeah, would have been good. How can you use the word we? Carlton. When you have a we. Skin in the game. No, when Carlton. Well, when Box Hill play Carlton's reserves, I want Box Hill to win. I don't give two squirts a piss about Hawthorne. It's the other way around. Mm. But otherwise, where did you end up? Box Hill third. So what do you you win a, a qualifying final? Got a qualifying final against Werribee mm. in uh, this week on Saturday in in Werribee in Shitsville. Uh, I won't be calling it that, but um, you can call it that if you would like. John Newcomb in the All Australian squad seems. A bit overs. And Oscar Allen? Again, seems a bit... I think they like having a bit of representation yeah. rather than just being mid-90s Bruce McAvaney, Sandy Roberts, just like discarding blokes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... It, there's a few What's the 40 been released? Weeders was yeah. in, which was good. Weeders made it, Nick Newman missed. That's very So stiff. who's in? Charlie and Weeders. And Cripper. And Cripper. Which even... Cripper won't make the 22. No, he won't. But... And if he did, maybe they could have him um, on a bench, or as the captain is the potential. But I think they'll give that to so Toby we'll, Green. We'll have Darcy Moore. Did Darcy we'll, Moore make it? Was <laughs> the classic Brody Grundy? We miss you and we love you. <laughs> what was that after? It was after. It was the game after. Fab has never been more mortified. He sent me a text about it. Me and Joe have been trying to find the footage of this. <laughs> For, for <laughs> it's been a, a year and a bit now. You know what happened? Eddie Maguire went up and magnetised the tape <laughs> immediately afterwards. Like, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, wowee. Wowee. What is happening? Actually, Joe texted me and said, did you see the Darcy Moore interview <laughs> at, the end of, at the end of this Friday night game? He goes, horrific. I didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen but it But this either. past Friday night. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Unless Eddie's got to those tapes. Yeah, too. I think Eddie deleted that last one, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Chicken shits, we've got through them. That's very good. That means that the next segment we have on offer is Where Is My Sting? This is... Um, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it's I, hard. This is hard. I've got... I wrote two. I've got two. I've got a couple of soft... Options to throw out into the ether. Well, they're nominations, aren't they? One nomination number one. Yes, Caleb Marchbank. Okay, I yeah. thought he came on and he was clean and he made good decisions. He took some nice marks. Yeah, yeah. less thought, than half of half. I thought he looked okay. I thought he actually kind of put himself into the mix. He obviously had a, had a difficult game the week before, but he came mm. in and was in his limited time okay. Um, and I just thought from an attitude point of view, or a lot of Americans, they'll use the from an attitudinal point of view, and you're like, I don't think that's a word. I use it. I use it too. I just don't think it's a word. I'm not convinced it's a word, but it's... You don't it's, need to say attitudinal. You just need to say attitude. It's sneaking into the vernacular. From an attitude mm. point of view, you don't need to go attitudinal. So I thought he's a nomination. And I actually, I'm going to give him cheeky. I'm going to throw it out there. Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I thought Paddy Doe. <coughs> I thought Paddy Doe was all right. Why yeah. not they give a Paddy Doe a game? I, I thought that that would be one of your nominations coming in. So Every week. I, I can't 
He get a forty position, a couple of goal in the reserve, and they never give a Paddy Doyle game. It's bullshit. I don't think Michael Voss know what he's doing. <laughs> that was me. It was uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite little scenes in um, or clips in um, in uh, in a movie is Ghostbusters Two when they're in court and um, Lewis Tully's defending them and Bill Murray sitting next to him like feeding him, feeding him lines, going, you know, consider it. And Tully's just regurgitating. I was on the phone. I was next to Tony. I was going, I don't think Michael Voss knows what he's doing. <laughs> and then Tony's going. <laughs> yeah, Michael Voss. Uh, I don't know. Peter, I don't know. Your mate, Michael Voss. I don't think you know what he's doing. <laughs> that was me. I was next to Tony. I was feeding him that. Who have you got for me, Tim? Uh, I had one nomination was for Cunners. And he, because I just thought he had the almost game. No. Uh, Try again. So, but I said he was stuck on the left. Didn't stand up. Didn't stand out for me. No, and I just thought on a game where we weren't putting enough pressure on one of the guys that was running all day and giving uh, 110% was Ollie Hollands. And I, I thought he did okay. don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with it. It was a hard day for nominations. But yeah. have you got anyone for us? Yeah, I was, I'd probably You don't Hollands. have anyone. You're just waiting to see. We're going to go in no, future. No, We're going to go see. to you first. No, no, but I'm, so I'm you agreeing. Can I, don't, I don't actually ha- think anybody stood out. I don't think anyone really... Busted a nut, but Ollie Hollands did work all day, so I reckon he is the nod. He was my first. The first one I wrote was Hollands. Second one I said, but first one I wrote. I'm going to overrule you two idiots. That's unlike you. And I'm going to give it to Paddy Doe. I thought really? Paddy Doe. I thought he was not bad. I no, actually, he... I'm going to overrule you. It's uh, Ollie Holland. Ollie Holland. No, yep. it's Paddy Doe. I'm going to overrule both of you again. <laughs> everyone that listens and says uh, you just overrule everyone. And I'm do just going to continue want. to overrule it's, it's Ollie Holland. I'm going to continue to overrule both of you. Well it is absolutely not Ollie Holland's. Congratulations <laughs> to Paddy Doe. That might be Paddy's second consecutive back to back. Yes, I'm Morales wins for Paddy Doe. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll mock up a graphic. Expect the T-shirt <laughs> back to back. Yes, I'm Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophies for round 23-24. You got mail. <clears throat> oh fuck! We got lots of entries today. Shit! <laughs> He's got to go through them. And Aunt <clears throat> Aunt D. Antelosola? I don't think so. It's just Ant, no, listener. Ant, <laughs> Ant D. Ant is very much on the blues. Yeah, you told me that. Yep. Isn't he a bombers man? He, he's got a squeeze that is... Uh, oh, he's found new love. Carlton lady, so uh, I when, think he's uh, taken an, an avid interest. Was he or Was he the one that moved interstate? Or was that Goz? That's Goz. No, her Hank, for anyone out there who's watched Barry. <laughs> Goz is a... Uh, I think he's just arrived. He's either arriving or arrived in the country. Oh, we, from Serbia. He's gone. For, he went to Serbia for a while. So uh, I'll tell you guys a story that'll shrink your, your balls to the, the size, size of, of raisins. raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's white with alopecia looks like us. That's No Ho Hank from Barry. Great the, character. The, North Hollywood. The Henry. most accurate. If people want to visualize guys, the most accurate look like for guys is No Ho Hank. Nick Kyrgios' brother. Yes, yes. Because guys is always rocking a tan. It's a bit tanned, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, Ant D, 
What kind of microphone equipment do you use for your pods? Even outside the audio quality is excellent. Most other pods sound like they're being used to recording. Sorry, sound like they're using a tape recorder in the dunny. Well, we're rocking the Audio Technica headsets. Yeah, these are broadcast quality headsets. Yep. Uh, they've got the feedback obviously built in yep. with the lovely little condenser microphone. Excellent. And the Roadcaster just as our, uh, as Road, our mixer. Is that the Roadcaster Pro? It's the Roadcaster Pro 2. Yep. Um, and it is a fine, fine piece of equipment. And all this is feeding into a, Nothing a MacBook the, Air? No, it's not feeding into anything at the moment. Afterwards? Afterwards. And yep. I'll, I'll use Audition to do some uh, little bits and pieces. Um, what do we got? Angelo... Lekas? Not Angelo Lekas. <laughs> <laughs> not Angelo Lekas, though we might call him that from now on. Firstly, great show. The podcast has experienced a meteoric rise in my podcast rankings, similar to the Blues' last uh, 10 games. Secondly, it wouldn't be the revenge tour if we didn't let the doggies miss out on the last game of this. That's actually an excellent well point. Well done. That, that was a yeah. chicken salad. Yeah. yeah. Angelo's Absolutely. actually been able to spin that in such a way that we wanted to lose <laughs> to kick them out. Well done, Lekas. I don't mind that. <laughs> Ah, oh, lekker, lekker, lekker. Um, Leonard Puglia, who left first in yesterday's game, Carlton supporters or Bulldog supporters? For the record, anyone whining about Carlton fans leaving early can get in the bin. It was a shocking time slot on a school night. The Bulldogs can also get my in the boy, bin. My boy had a winch. Joey? No, Paolo. Your, your surrogate son. Paolo had I'm a gonna, um, that's no. I'm not going to go early because we'll do it in due course, but that, that conversation is my uh, Johnny Raincloud. What, leaving early? No. Anyone having a go at people for leaving early. That's my Johnny Rain Cloud. Did you leave early? No. Uh, so I went across to try and say hello to you. I was a little bit late. You no, weren't there. No cashier. You are fucking lying no, and I, take that back immediately. No, no. I, I hung around with Jay for a bit and I was trying to... We left to... on the siren. What yeah. are we gonna no, say? no. This was post-siren. He's not saying he was going... He I was going to say, he was suggesting... No, 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 no. It was well after. Yeah, to yeah. wash your mouth I was just out. hoping you might have been hanging around. You, what were we going to hang around for? Yeah, well, no. That's... Um, I just wanted to see if I could. Right. Get I, a look I get at where you're King coming from. We 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 uh, like we dad and I came to the game together. We're not saying goodbye to someone until next week. Yeah. We'll debrief on the way back to the car. I always leave after the song, or the first playing of the song. Sometimes I'll play it a couple. But I just bang. want other people to leave and and then go. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I trained it anyway. So where am I going? David Redbear. I, I thought. I thought th- yeah, the train station. I thought you would have swum in just down the Yarra. <laughs> <laughs> From Wyandotte, he walks in like old, uh, like uh, Aquaman. Just walks into the water. Jason he comes out, no, he comes out of the water like uh, the, the masseuse. No, the yes. the yoga instructor yes. in uh, yes. couples retreat. Couples yeah. retreat. Boom. <laughs> Allow me to put on something a bit more uh, appropriate. He just puts a different colour set of speedos on. Ah, much better. I didn't, I didn't like that movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's a good movie. Encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a lot of tension in my upper thighs. <laughs> David Redbear, your thoughts on Toby dobbing in waiters? Just sums the bloke up. Those two seem to go at one another and I don't know why. Just sums him up. He's an absolute dog. He's a prick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Evangelos, we're getting a lot of... Obviously hitting it Greek in, hitting it big in Greece. We're obviously huge in Athens. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Any chance the Hurstbridge line won't have something going on during the Carlton game? <laughs> well, yesterday was the Wattle Festival, which I was at, and they were running steam trains through um, Hurstbridge Station. Oh, were they? Yeah. Good oh, on you at- this, this steam train was pissing out oil. Oh, really? Yeah. Why were you at the Wattle Festival? 
Well, Cal's uncle lives in... Just had nothing else to do. Cottles Bridge, and he wanted to take the boys, so we went. You could have said... I drive through Cottles Bridge a lot on you, the way you, out to Wallet. You could have said no. no. It was a f- fun day. I suppose you're at the point as well, if someone wants to take the boys off your hands... Oh, yeah, you, you, but we were there. They could be being sold. They could be in a sweatshop they doing went, manual labour for the day, and you go, that's fine. They went on a camel ride. Alexander did, wanted to do a bit of rock climbing and stuff, so he did all that. Good stuff. That sounds like a nightmare. Grabbed a pizza. You'll be a family man one day, Sean. You'll know what it's all about. Did the good doctor take Kingers out for some celebratory gentleman's bet, Bubba Ganoush? I uh, no, I had my I had my Bubba Ganoush for uh, afternoon uh, for for lunch prior for my uncle Doug's 80th birthday. That's it. You did too. You, you did tell Temple us about Hotel that for some yeah. reason. It was it was do yourself a favour, Temple Star Hotel, Tempe. the Moroccan lamb special. Very good. Okay, uh, but in answer to the question, I no, you said no, that at I the did top not. of the answer. I got in. I got in touch with him during the week, and you know, just one because you were going to do a belated birthday catch up. But well, that's it. And uh, and and you didn't know how it was going to end. You didn't know whether it was going to be one of the great days or you know an almost moment. And the last thing he was going to want to do was have a drink with me if Carlton's gotten up. So, but in the end, they had a function afterwards, and I would have happily hung around, but. Yeah, you know, again, school night, starting to get late, all that sort of stuff. So um, You're 45 years old. What are you to school night? 47 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Mark Printers, which is the best, Rocky 3 or Rocky 4? 3. Well, they've each got three. their high points for different reasons. Training montages, four. clearly Rocky 4. Yeah. And even Hearts on Fire, clearly, I'm um, sorry, um, No Easy Way Out. Yes. Brilliant. 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 Absolutely what brilliant. What is that car? Is that, is that a Lotus It's a Lamborghini, isn't it? I think it's a Lamborghini. It's got the pop-up headlights. A black Very 80s. Lamborghini. And they do the big, the heavy uh, electronic drums at the start when, you know, Adrian's like, you can't win. And he's like, I've got to try. It's like, you don't though. You don't. You're you don't, retired. You don't, you don't need to get brain damage. And you've just watched your best mate be murdered in the ring. You're dead. Remember when Drago tries to... Yeah. You've just watched I mean what you watched just happen is I'm why you still good mates to this day, Dolphin uh, and Sly. They do the expendables together and stuff. Um no, Rocky Three. We've spoken about Rocky Three before. That opening montage is fucking breathtaking. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah. You Great go start f- to a movie. It's the best start. It's one of the greatest openings to a movie ever. You see the end of part two, then the just the and guitar, they do the great bit the where the guitar comes in with the tiger. No, because they, they do the bit with you know they recap as they do with the Rockies. They recap yeah. and Adrian they has the win and Adrian's all emotional and Rockies won it because the first one was about going the distance and proving your worth and the second yeah. one was about winning. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, cool, the themes. And then the third one starts with this unbelievable montage about like because from storytelling they have to advance the plot, but how yeah. do you advance the plot? Well, and the way they do it is flawless. And my favorite part of the whole thing is that. Like it's paying a lot of stuff off. Where Rocky's doing his, um, he's doing all his endorsements and his corporate gigs. He's on the Muppets, and he's on the Muppet. But he's he's like that's paying off. The second one when he was he was no good and he mm. couldn't speak. Mm. Uh, and it also gives you an insight as to why he's gone from being he's become civilized to being poor, to being rich. Yeah, because you know he's doing all. But the he's ads become and... the people's champ and he's beaten Joe Chack or whatever his name is and he's <laughs> he's you know winning these fights and he's uh, he's sort of the most loved sporting figure in the world. And then that hard cut to Clubber Lang running down the alley. Yeah. And in one second, you're like, oh, this guy's got his measure. When does Thunderlips come in? About in the first act. Yeah. But you realise immediately, as soon as it cuts to Clubber running down the alley, you're like... Oh, my love sleeves We're not in Kansas anymore, Tato. No, because because Clubber's done the bit where he's he's watching Rocky fight and he leaves. Remember, he gets up and he leaves. Yeah. And he sort of doesn't raid him. Yeah. 
and then one second it's into the that indignant, but one second into that clubber running down the alley, you go, yeah, Rocky's lost oh, he's it. He's angry. You go, this guy's got him. Even yeah. even even the 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 heavy bag that's taped up because yeah. it's, it's it's a piece of shit. Yeah, and, and clubber's just going. Through clubber it. doesn't need the no. world class gym. He's got the eye of the tiger. He's got the eye of the tiger. That's as, the theme of the whole movie. As the song is going to get us. it back. I like that. I like that bit too. I have to watch it again because I haven't seen Rocky Three in a while. I just, oh. I, I just love the bit where, like, why <laughs> does Clubber Lang or how does Clubber Lang have like corner men? Well, he doesn't listen to him anyway. Doesn't listen to any of them. <laughs> doesn't need them. He trains on his own. It's like, why does he even need corner men? Well, I guess somebody's got to stitch him up if he gets yeah. cut. So that's true. I like that when he, he does the big yell as well. I remember when Rocky, like, he's Rocky punches him and Clubber's like squealing. He's so angry. <laughs> he's so angry. He's squealing. Um, September Teague Strain has said, is it time to cut your losses and trade Tim to the big, big soundcast for an early second rounder? Fab's thoughts on the team sans Pitto. Seems like he's a must. Three firsts, Trey Lance style. (laughs) Trey Lance style. Uh, Fab's thoughts on Pitto? Uh, Moving on. You don't want to give us a... No, he didn't play. What am I... Well, that's that's what he's asking. He's asking for your thoughts about him not playing. Go back and listen to it. Let's let's not... What is your fucking prime Dean Cox all of a sudden? Uh... <laughs> Does Timbo believe belting Toby Green is generally called uh, called uh, generally called for and therefore entirely reasonable? <laughs> he does have a head that just asks to be punched sometimes, Toby. Yep. But uh, but honestly, I like I've I've always been a Toby Green fan, but because you've suddenly taken like a twenty times the interest you would have of a random team because of Kinger's involvement. You get to see him so much more, and he's he's worth the price of admission every single week. He's still a prick. No, I didn't um, say that he wasn't. <laughs> creative grit. If you had your hands on the Grey's Sports Almanac, you've got to say it correctly, though. Grey's. You're not saying it correctly. It's got to be gravelier. Grey's. Grey's. No, you, Sports. Grey's. Almanac. Sports. Almanac. Why is that the best take? <laughs> Grey's. It's like he sounds like he's been smoking a thousand cigarettes. <laughs> If that ever happened. Yep. We sort of talked about it last week because I saw no resemblance. This <laughs> <laughs> is brilliant. So, uh, he, so he leaves this book on me. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you heard him. He said they lost. Get like you lost, old man. <laughs> oh, I guess. Do you have yeah. a safe? No, no, no you, you don't have, have a safe. safe. Get, Get a, safe. a safe. Keep it locked up. And until then, keep it on you like this. You sound like an idiot. You sound like a damn fool. You say it wrong. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Make like a tree and leave. Get out of here. Leave. Leave. <laughs> sound like an idiot. Uh, creative grit. If I love when he hotwires the car. Yes. How do you know to do that? Like, like, oh, no, because what did he say? Get the hell out of my car, old man. <laughs> he does say it like that. <laughs> he just turns around. It's brilliant. Uh, creative Grit, if you had your hands on a Grey Sports Almanac, what uh, that would tell you when Carlton would next win the Premiership, would you read it? 100%. Yeah. And I'd put every fucking dollar I had <laughs> on that on that result. Um, and then start and hope Sean Co. Hope it doesn't show yeah, a... Uh, um, Rags to riches. What's it? What's it? Um, Bifco. No. The uh, other... The pleasure... The pill, uh, the, uh, was it, what was the casino? The pleasure... Palace? Yeah. No, no, I'm thinking the um, the hot tub hot tub time machine. Oh yeah. When he goes, I know the result of this game. <laughs> the fucking squirrel fucks it up or something. I can't even remember yeah. what it was. 
Uh, Adrian Salerno, what is your most prized memorabilia item? I've got a, f- a signed, framed, uh, most valuable thing or prized? Ali. Prized. What does that mean? Like the one you your favorite? My oh, the, the, the wings. You like the wings? Yeah. I've got a shot of Ali where he's standing over Sonny Liston. Yeah, the most famous photo ever taken. Yep. Yeah, love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the Phantom Punch, Tim. The, yeah. yeah, my original wing. I've got the two wings. I've got the black and the white, but the um. The white wings. Is... Yeah. I've got the... Um, I thought uh, you were talking I've about got... you've got wings on the DVD set. <laughs> no, I've got the Muhammad Thomas Ali Funko Pop. And it's that same... It's this, And it's in black and white too. Yeah. So it's it's a very cool one. Someone still, has sent still us, in the box. Someone has sent us a... a I'm trying to find it. I've lost it. Someone's apparently... Jennifer Love Hewitt's rocking a new look. I thought she was coming uh, to Melbourne. She, she's, she's, she's had like three kids and stuff. I mean, this When we're talking about Jennifer Love we're talking about... When you're growing up, teen crush style. Jennifer Love Hewitt before and after transformation photos unsettle viewers. What has happened? They oh, ask. Mate. Fans were left perplexed by the Hollywood favourite's radical new look. Actress Jennifer Love Hewitt has stunned fans with a series of new pictures posted to social media. Have the 44 year old star appears to have undergone a significant transformation and not just her hairstyle. The I Know What You Did Last Summer and 911 actress posted a before and after shot to Instagram. I should have just fucking gone to Instagram. Showing her transition from long, wavy blonde locks to a chic brunette bob. Well, that sounds a lot less dramatic, doesn't it? I'm really not interested. Blonde. She has I don't had, care. She has had what looks to be an inordinate and unnecessary amount of plastic Life surgery. Yeah. I uh, don't care. Courtney Cox style. Mm. What were you doing, Courtney? Yeah. Hey, hey. Have you seen Madonna? Yeah, that's it not, is a train wreck. Yeah, it's Ma- not Madonna, but see, Madonna was never like Courtney Cox. You sort of saw in particularly like early nineties, like mid late eighties, early nineties. You're like, oh, she's well, a beautiful lo- well, young woman. Bruce Springsteen looking like a boy. No, but like, in the, but like dancing early in the friends, dark. early friends, and mm. like a little bit before that. You're like, and then she just got really bad plastic. It's a shame. It's like, what are you doing to yourself? Beautiful, like, beautiful. Who, who woman. But, but no from, one goes to get bad plastic surgery. It's just a but byproduct. But it's obviously very Tara Reid when Tim, she, it's uh, very difficult to do. Yeah. Got, got the ladies done. It's, it's and it was very just difficult horrible, to do yeah. well. Regrettable decision. It's just you know no one no one wanted that. You didn't need to do that, Courtney. And who no. who else were you talking about? Tara Reid. Tara Reid. No, before that, there was someone else you were talking about. Someone else got bad. Just like oh, what are you doing? Oh, you're talking Madonna. Madonna. Just age gracefully. Was Madonna, but was Madonna ever like absolutely categorically like beautiful? In what's his name? I reckon she's amazing in um, Dick Vogue. Tracy. No, in uh, fuck Breathless. League of Their Own with a brunette. Mm. Um, did you either of you see the Weird Al Yankovic? The Daniel Radcliffe played Weird Al Yankovic. And oh, Evan, no. Evan Rachel Wood plays like this real ridiculous cartoonish caricature of Madonna. And she's gorgeous. As like she's Madonna. She's got mm. the silly edge. She's gorgeous. I haven't seen it. And the maybe I'm being Is that unfair. on Paramount? Uh, it was on, um, it was a weird streaming. It was on like Roku or something. Okay. Don't it's very funny. It's very silly. Like it's, deli- it's, it's, we talk about this a lot. If Walk Hard, the Dewey Clock Cox story, which Fab refuses to watch. I haven't seen it yet. If Walk Hard didn't exist, this I would be brilliant. Amadeus. This would be. Why would you just watch Walk Hard, mate? Well, I will. No, you fucking won't. <laughs> just watch Walk Hard. Mailbox. Are we done? Um, 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, mailbox is done. That just means... Have we got anything else left? Did I press the mark? I'll just press it. Double, double press it. Timbo. Hello. Joe Biden is the 46th and current US president. Only one US president has served two terms non-consecutively. Who is that man? Is it A, Grover Cleveland? Is it B, Chester A. Arthur? Is it C, Franklin D. Roosevelt? Or is it D, Ulysses S. Grant? Your options, Grover Cleveland, Chester A. Arthur, Franklin D. Roosevelt, or Ulysses S. Grant? Excuse me, I just yawned. It is getting late. I I have an opinion and a belief that I know the answer. Like I think I know the answer. I think I know the answer as well. Um, really? I'm not. Uh, I'm not 100 certain. Um, I don't think it's Chester A. Arthur because all I know of Chester A. Arthur is that was the name of the primary school in Die Hard Die Three. Hard 3. Um, What's half of 42? Yes. Yes. 21 out of 42. Yep. <laughs> I did not know that, Jerry. There you go. You have your good day. Yes. <laughs> um. Grove Cleveland, Ulysses Grant. Am I getting a 50-50? No. Okay. Does he get a phone a friend? Do I get a phone a friend? Who do you think it is, Fabuloso? He can't say it until I give him the all clear, oh, the right. phone a friend. Yeah, I'll give you a phone a friend. I'll, if the two of you can fail, I get two for the price of one. I was going to lock in FDR. We'll lock in C, FDR, thank you very much. I was too. All right. They've teamed we, together. They've we, locked we in. We lived together. We died together. They've mate. locked in FDR. So he, Joe Biden is the 46th and current so US president. Nah. There's only one US president who has served two terms non consecutively. It was not Ulysses S. Grant. It was not Chester A. Arthur, what is half of 42. It is. Damn it. Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. Fuck, that was a good result. Two for the price of one. I love it. Uh, so, no, I loved how certain you two were. So, Grover Cleveland served between 1885 and 1889. It's because there was two Roosevelt's. Yeah. Well, the other Roosevelt was wrong as well. So, um, <laughs> no, but I'm saying because it was. <laughs> so, Grover Cleveland, between 1885 and 1889, he lost um, the following election. He was actually the first Democrat to hold the highest office in the United States after the Civil War. Yeah, okay. Uh, he served as the mayor of Buffalo and later the governor of New York prior to his presidential runs. He's the only president to ever be married. That was Fab's nose. Sorry, itchy. He's the only president to ever be married in the White House. I think he, he arrived as a bachelor in the White House. Oh, yeah. um, he lost the 1888 election to Republican Benjamin Harrison, falling victim to the dreaded Electoral College. He won more popular votes, but fewer electoral votes. Oh, Hillary uh, and then, style. Hillary, and then he had a, another run at it, obviously, in 1892, uh, winning office for 90, uh, 1893 to 1897. FDR, he became the first and last, therefore only, president to hold more than two terms in office. Ah, uh, that's the difference. He won a third term in office, and then he would eventually, eventually win a fourth uh, before the 22nd Amendment, uh, which was ratified in 1951, meant you couldn't serve more than two terms. Yeah. 
uh, limits candidates to that. Ulysses S. Grant was the leader of the victorious Union Army in the Civil War, defeating the Confederate forces of Robert E. Lee. And although he would have liked the to have general, the general, uh, although he would have liked to have stayed in the army, he accepted the Republican Party's nomination in 1868 reasoning that he was the best man to unite a divided nation. Yep. A major point of his presidency, Timbo, was passing a law promising equal rights for black people Good. to hold office and serve on juries, and he is considered now to be an effective civil rights president. Uh, and now, of course, uh, he's immortalised uh, as the face of the $50 bill. Is that right? In American culture. I was culture. unaware of this. And Chester A. Arthur, of course, Timbo, his presidency was the subject of a tiny moment of trivia in a very, very, very good film released in 1995. One of my very favourite movies. Simon ever. says that he has placed a bomb in a New York public school with his hint being what is half of 42. Jerry the truck driver tells John McClane that did you know he was a customs officer right in, in New York? Blah, blah, blah. Very, very good stuff. I did not know that, Jerry. Very good example of conveying important information just organically. Correct. A very, exactly very good right. moment in the film where he's going, what did he say? He goes, call Cobb and ask him who's the 21st president. And Jerry just goes, it's uh, Chester A. Arthur. Mm. Brilliant. Fun story it? about Die Hard with a Vengeance as well. That started life as a script called Simon Says, and it was just a thriller about yes. a, a villain, Simon Says, playing a game. Uh, it was obviously good enough to be bought and then uh, they, you're sitting there thinking, well, what do we do with this? Who do we plug in? Yeah. And someone said, what if it's a diehard movie yeah. and John McClane? And then in the end, it ends up becoming a fucking terrific film. It's a good movie. Uh, John McTiernan directed it, of course. He directed Predator, Die Hard, Hunt for Red October, The Last Action Hero. Also went to prison at one point in time for hiring a sleazy private investigator to wiretap the phone of producer Charles Roven, who, in a weird twist, uh, everyone who knew the two of them Assumed they had a great relationship. They'd work together. And, and, every, and old mate's got a spy on and him. And everyone was shocked that John McTiernan was wiretapping him. Wow. They were like, they seemed to get along. Bizarre. He went Must to prison. Yeah. They served, uh, he was in like a North Dakota prison, of course. Um, so, yeah, Chester A. Arthur, incorrect. North Dakota, where Carson Wentz was from and... It might be North Dakota. I could Trey be, Lance. could be completely wrong. North Dakota State. Uh, what was the um, Beverly Hills Cop 3, the song? North Dakota, South Dakota, Indiana. <laughs> no, Illinois and <laughs> Indiana. Indiana moon. <laughs> That's one of the great moments. So I love That's that one. That's one of the great, great moments. <laughs> I like that when they're playing the Wonderworld theme song and, and Hector Elizondo shoots the guy out and he just goes, would someone turn off that fucking song? <laughs> great moment. I love it. I love it to death. We're almost there, gentlemen. We are almost there. Johnny Raincloud, Jonathan Raincloud. Um, my Johnny Raincloud, we mentioned it earlier. My Johnny Raincloud is uh, the chat about people leaving the game early. So um, I didn't like it. I didn't like the holier than thou, I'm a better fan rhetoric. Um, it's coming from a few too many. Uh, and anyone who trots this line out for me is a bit of a grandstanding blowhard. Uh, there was a Carlton supporter near us, just to the back and the right of us, who was potting people as they were leaving. And I'm just thinking, you're saying that you're one bad person away from, like, them knocking you the fuck out. Yeah, correct. Because it's 9.30 yeah. on a Sunday night. Yeah. We've had a pretty poor showing. Uh, he might just want to get the first train out of Southern Cross or he yeah. might have to get up at 5 tomorrow morning or yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, and you potting him for leaving at the 20-minute mark of the last quarter. Yep. It might be making you feel good about yourself, but it's making you look like a fucking jerk-off. Yeah. Um, well, a mate of mine, Michael Pitt, could be listening. We'll wait and find out. 
big Collingwood supporter. And as he was saying, he doesn't reckon he's going Thursday night. He runs his own business. He's a sewer drainage water contractor. Um, and as he sort of said, you know, if I What's go... What's his business called? It's called like Deep Shit? MP Civil is what nah, it is. it should be called Deep Shit. Yeah, you know, he's more clever than that. <laughs> I think Deep Shit's better than MP Civil. Well, his name is Michael Pitt. MP. Oh, yeah, real, yeah. what a fucking Mensa graduate. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But as he, as he sort of said, you know, he, you're going to have that, um, that game's what, 7.20 on the Thursday night? You know, watch the game, get home, midnight. He's up at five the next day. What's his so. name? Still Michael Pitt yeah. for the third time. You can tell Brad, do me a favour, <laughs> and tell Brad, go, we play the Thursday night game every fucking year. Yeah, yeah. And manage to somehow get home and get up for work. Yeah, but we're not up at five. I get what he's saying. But the yeah. point is... It just I, makes it hard. I just loathe this UK-like pissing contest about who supports better, yeah. my yeah. supports better than I'm, yours. I'm with you. They all just, you know what they sound like, Fab? They sound like Billy Walsh at Khan. Pay your respects to the below-the-line people. <laughs> they sound like he's yelling at people for like leaving the game. It's like, what are you doing? So the passive aggressive on the think of the fact that it was you. a mass exodus. Usually people leave early and you don't really pay, but it was a mass exodus. Five goals down with fifteen minutes to go. Yeah. Like who cares? Like for instance, Fab, I wouldn't I think because it was the last round, some people just wanted to have the boys get cheered off. For losing. But we're not playing. We're playing we're, it's not the if, end of our season. If we weren't playing finals, and you left. Different. I just reckon wait wait till the end for the end of your and season thank and you. all that. That's what I reckon. But, yeah, different but, set of circumstances. Because you use, live to fight another day, it's time to go. I'll use the example, Fab. You would probably like to get more games, get to more games. Yes. But you can't because mm-hmm. of your medical condition. Yes. That doesn't make me a better fan than you. No. You know, because I get to go, I go every week. It doesn't make me a better fan than you because you can't go as often as you would like to. Yeah. But this is the sort of rationale that leads to that. Yeah. And it's just it's just garbage. So the story for me wasn't fans leaving early in the Where park. you guys are better fans is you have this unrelated, you have the stomach for a lot more than I do. I just I I have become an absolute mess whenever it's important or, or, or yeah. it's just I anxiety. Through the roof, mm. Timbo. Mm. So ultimately for me, the story wasn't about fans leaving early in the fourth game, fourth quarter of a game we weren't going to win. The story was 44,000 turning up for a 6-10 start on a Sunday night yeah. against a team with legitimately 10 fans. Yeah. Like that's the story. The story isn't mm. a few people leaving early. Yeah, the chair squad and that's about it. That's it. So ultimately if people want to get home a bit early on a, way, uh, on a work night, they want to get the early train or they want to beat the traffic out of the ground, they've made the effort to be there in the first place. Yeah. And they can leave whenever the fuck they want. And as you say, you know, maybe there's the question of, well, if it was two points the difference and it was going down to the wire, are you leaving early then? And the answer to that might be, yes. Yes, I am. I've been to Old but Trafford, Tim. Know. I've been you to Old know. Trafford a bunch of times. And people leave early because getting out's a nightmare. Correct. Getting the train or getting the tram back into yep. town or clearing the precinct. If you don't do crowds well and you have to leave but early. But people leave, people, like, you watch games at Manchester United and there'd be arseholes going, oh, fucking shit out support. No, it's because it's a nightmare to get out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go to Wembley. Nightmare. It took me an hour and a half to get from the stadium to the fucking train, <laughs> which is legitimately a mile away. Yeah, yeah. So you watch that and you go, I get why people are leaving. Yeah. Because that means they get out of the ground. Um, the Allianz in Munich was the same. People, no good. No, no. It was a beautiful stadium, but people were leaving at like the 85th minute, 88th minute to get the train. Mm. So they weren't waiting or they weren't, you know. What's your home ground called? 
Is that the Allianz? I think as it's well? the Allianz as well. Yeah. It's like the Etihad. And there's an Allianz in up um, until Marvel. There was two. Is the City Etihad Football stadiums. Stadium in Allianz as well, or a core? I think it's a core now. Which one? So um, the new rebuilt SFS in Sydney. That's yeah. a, a cool stadium. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's my Johnny Raincloud. People can, if they've made the effort to go to the game in the first place, don't judge. It's him. a bit rich to pop people for leaving a bit early. Yep. Just I don't, I don't get what you get out of it. I don't get what's gained by this conversation. Some Essendon cockhead on Twitter tweeted this, and I thought we've got a record membership. We've got the second highest um, total crowds for the year. The second average highest if average crowds support, for the year. I wouldn't be worried. But whatever, about, he goes, yeah. just going. I don't think Carlton fans are getting potted for not turning up. Yeah. Or, you know, keep moving the goalposts. Anyone else got a Johnny Raincloud? I do. Just for you guys, because I know that'll rile you up the wazoo. I thought it was a bit disappointing that the Matildas, after making a semi final. We go with Tillies. The days. Tillies going got downgraded from. Oh, Tim, who cares? This is why I'm going it's the with the FIFA it. rankings. Who so gives they, a shit? They dropped from 10th to 11th having finished fourth in the world. And it's sort of like, that actually doesn't make sense. It's because it's It's, it's an because index. they lost to Nigeria, who were ranked 40th in the world, and they reckon that would have it, done more a, harm. I don't even think Italy were ranked number one when they won the World Cup. Well, I'll, whoever won it isn't now either. Spain, they're mm. like second. Yeah, the FIFA rankings have always been a piss take. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're just and I don't know who it serves and how they do it. This is oh, it's for coefficients and stuff mm, like yeah. that. But it's it's just a piss take and it's um it's never just hard taken, to justify. Well, it's just never mine. taken very seriously when they whenever they do it. Yeah. You know what else is a joke, Timbo? But Tell me. We accept it every knock, year. Knock. It's the uh, the FBS seedings and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know it's a it's, little bit better than it used to be. Have you watched uh, Swamp Kings yet? No. That's the um, – it's a four-part series, uh, The Untold, and it's about the Florida Gators and when Urban Meyer comes on board and Tim Tebow and all that sort of stuff. Was Urban Meyer the guy who – he was at Jacksonville and he was an, an extraordinary failure? Yes. And yes, it was like, was. how is this guy so bad? Well, and I think ultimately he uh, – when you watch it, he came from a bit of a army, military, you know, type – he was a very hard taskmaster. He was extremely demanding – but they recruited really well and he got great talent, but he, he just he, – they were so well drilled. He got great success at college level, but then the one thing you realise is – You don't get that when you're a bad team in the NFL. Well, in the NFL, even a bad team has a lot of talent and if you don't do well um, – But, I mean, sorry, relatively speaking, mm. you're not the big fish in the small pond. You're the small fish in the big pond. But to stand out as a great coach, you've got to be really, really good because you don't have the – on-field competitive advantage that you, a recruiting class gives you because the level of talent everywhere is very same-same. So you're yeah. never going to be able to beat up on somebody. Isn't the urban legend, so to speak, yeah. uh, that he didn't know who Aaron Donald was? <laughs> was that the urban legend? I'm uh, not sure. soon find out. I, I think that was, a bit, that was a bit of a beat-up, but there yeah. was some suggestion that he didn't know. There was a bit of a Terry Danaher story about that one. He didn't know who the best defensive player in the game was. He was like, I don't know who that is. Well, no, there was the, You've been watching the, Hard Knocks? No, I haven't got into it. It's on um, Seven Mate. You can is it New Seven York, Mate New Seven Jets? Plus? The Jets. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of it this with morning Rogers on and stuff. I, I literally I watched five seconds of it. Actually, yeah. a little bit more than that. But yeah, yeah. Have you got a Rob, Johnny Robert Rain Saller, the bloke that you never liked because he he was an over celebrator. Yeah, now he's he's very yeah. <laughs> This bloke, it was like he was Sam delivering Francisco the bloke was too happy he didn't like it. The defensive coordinator. 
It was defensive coordinator. Whenever they'd get a stop, it was like he made the stop. Yeah. Come on. He's at, he's controlled himself as a head coach. Yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, arguably he's been someone he's really not. It's like when Brendan Baldwin tried to play the tough. Yeah, it's like no. No, no one's yeah, buying that. No. Johnny Raincloud from you. No. No scored. Johnny Raincloud? Can, can I just tell you, there is one bit in whatever. He's in a I, – I think it might be the national championship game and nothing's going right. Or it could even – whatever it was, it was a must-win game. And they were on like their def- – they were fourth and whatever on their 10-yard line and the game slipping away and he calls a fake punt and they get it and they've just gone the balls on this bloke to be able to back his blokes in and say – you don't call this play here, but I believe in you blokes and we need to do something. We need to build some some momentum. They get it and then they roll on. They keep on going. It's 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 actually quite amazing my, my, that he's prepared my, to do it. Have a, do you know, I've always said this. I've always, I've always told you especially. Do what I, they're not ready for. I can listen to Herm Edwards yeah. speak all day. Yeah. You know who else can join that list? Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah. Prime yeah. time. Prime time. Is he – you know people go like – Ali and all that. Is he arguably the greatest sportsman? I wouldn't say athlete, like, but you know. No. This guy's very good. This guy very went to a World Series in baseball and has won multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I get and that. But, but he also didn't play, like, he was a corner, wasn't he? Played corner. Like, it's, that's, and, that's, and he, not, that's, and, a, and, like, that's and not a real. Tight end. He went uh, in, no, he played a little bit of wide receiver. He played an entire season playing both ways. The bloke is arguably the greatest. NFL player of all time. He's not a tight end, though. I mean, a tight end's blocking on the offensive line. He's not a tight now, end. Now they block. <laughs> now, hey, no. Blocking tight ends is a relatively new concept. Maybe. That's I, why, I that's why so tight far. ends have overtaken wide receiver as the most important offensive weapon in every side. Well, because they, every do, side they do a bit a, of everything. Has a they big, do a bit of everything. All good sides have, have dominant tight ends. Yeah, yeah. They all want a Gronk. Yeah, but a Gronk was very good offensively, whereas Gadert and Kittle are so important for their yeah. run game. Whereas Brady was always a passing QB. He didn't yeah. he didn't need the running game and as and much. And they're blocking Kelsey as well. Yeah, Kelsey as well. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful stuff. I really love that chat. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Sunshine to close us off. I've got a Jimmy Sunshine. I've got the greatest story of redemption Fuck. ever told. Oh, Jesus Christ. You should work for Disney, Timber. I'm just going to let the sting play out. I, uh, You know how you just have your favourites already? There is a, um, a Dutch... Stop it. There's a... Uh, <laughs> a we, we actually have a, we have a lot of listeners that did pay a level of attention to the oh, World Athletics Championships. Oh, it's the fucking athletics, isn't it? Damn it. And, I told um, you off the stop of the show. I said you could have one or the other. You could have Trey Lance or the athletics. I knew I had Jimmy Sunshine to come. But you were talking about the pole vault. I'm not talking about the pole vault. I wasn't talking about anything. You Well, you said high jump, but I wasn't going to correct you. But it was the pole vault what that you were cares? referring to. Anyway, if you did get a chance to see any of it, they now have an event called the Mixed 4x100 uh, Relay, and it's two men, two women. And mm-hmm. Femke Kabol, who's a 23-year-old 400 hurdler for the Netherlands, is leading into the straight. She's getting caught up to by an American runner. Pressure's on. She's starting to tie up at the end of her 400, and she wobbles, and she tripped with about three strides before the finish line. She's in the gold medal position. She trips. She drops the baton. She falls to the ground, fully face plants. 
American girl wins. She gathers herself. She crosses the line in what was the bronze medal position. What I didn't realise is she dropped the baton, so they got disqualified. She got no medals. This and reminds me of the start of Cool Runnings. Well, it's a little bit like that, yeah. So, And she's distraught because... Okay, she well, she's fucked up on the world stage. It really wasn't. And a, she's a also good look. cost three other. And people. she's cost three people a medal. And the Dutch aren't exactly a team that's winning every other medal. Whereas if you're an American relay mm. runner, you'll probably get one a little bit later on anyway. So anyway, she misses out. She's her ego is going to be bruised. She came back in the 400 hurdles where she was unbackable favourite. She ran a world leading uh, time. The best runner in the world, Sydney McLaughlin, wasn't there. But that's a whole other story. But she runs beautifully. She wins her gold medal, and you get and say good luck to your Femka. Anyway, last night they run the women's four by four relay, and she runs the final leg. And so she's a hurdler running against yeah the flat four hundred meter runners, but she's very good. Anyway, she receives the baton in third spot behind Jamaica and the US, and she's every bit of six meters behind. And she takes off, and she runs. She runs the most perfectly controlled race. She waits, she stalks them, she doesn't try and do too much too soon. And the couple of girls out in front are obviously, you know, a bit anxiety, you know, anxiety ridden, a bit stressed. She rounds the home turn. She's still in third. She's still five metres behind. And then with about 40 metres to go, she puts the hammer down and you think she's going she's gonna to get second. She's going to run down the American girl. She's just going to get her. And then as quickly as she gets there, the Jamaican girl, Dead set stops, <laughs> almost dead. She's done. And uh, she runs past and on the line wins the gold medal. And the best thing is she jumps and ra- jumps around with her girlfriends in mm. her event. But obviously they just run the four-by-four four men's just before as well. Mm-hmm. So the two blokes that missed the medal with her in the mixed relay came over to her as well. Mm. And you could just tell they were just so happy for her because she'd clearly beaten herself up over it. But as far as the run goes, she split 48-4. Now, Kathy Freeman at her best ran 48-6. So she's outrun her. So it was a genuinely world-class time. But you got a, you got a running start. Well, yeah, She's but, on the final but, leg. But when you get it, you're almost standing still. So there's, there's, not, there's not as much a difference as what there is in, in a, a swimming relay. But... It was an elite run, so yeah. it was good to see. I Sh- like Shout it. out to Fem Femka, F-E-M-K-E. Shout out to Bol. Famke Jansen for that wonderful <laughs> run. And, of course, who, Fanny, could, Fanny Schmeller. who could forget her performance as Xenia Onatop in uh, GoldenEye? What a wonderful turn that was. My Jimmy Sunshine. So do yourself a favour and watch both of the uh, the replays of the, um, the, the mixed relay and no. then the women's relay last night. It, no. it was to be able to parallel the two. I'm not going to do that. No, well, I reckon you'll see it on a couple of sports shows I'm anyway. going to make a point of not watching them. No, I know um, you will because you do that. You're a bitter man. My Jimmy Sunshine, he says I'm a bitter man as I'm going to talk about things I love. My Jimmy Sunshine, mochi ice cream balls. Oh, right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Where are you getting these from? Safeway. Really? They're in like the they're in the freezer section in like the <laughs> Japanese bit. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Very expensive, too expensive for what they are. Yeah, yeah. But if they're on sale, pick them up. And tell me, is the name of the cat in Big Hero Six Mochi? I've got no idea if I've ever seen it. Is. I know that the Ray the it's Baymax is the Yeah, yeah. Is the isn't Baymax just a isn't the whole film just a piece of propaganda for Medicare? Well, kind of, yeah. yeah you know, like if, if that's the way you want to look at it. Yeah. I think oh that's what I've heard. Yeah. Um so the mochi ice cream balls, outstanding, just phenomenal. Um, get, get get them, give them a try. I just like the standard vanilla, and then you put a bit of whether it be uh, caramel or chocolate sauce so you can dip them. Yeah. Fucking delicious. How big? Uh, 
No, not not terribly big. Like like a maybe a golf ball. Testicle size, yeah. Okay. Oh, you got cancer, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a yeah, maybe the size of a golf ball. Yeah. Okay. A little bit, a little bit smaller. I said my Johnny Raincloud. I didn't have one because life is good. So I'm going to change that. That's my Jimmy Sunshine. Is that you don't have a Johnny right. Sun, Johnny Raincloud? But I will go back to a Johnny Raincloud, which is a kind of I was going to go you on the weekend, but I, I just didn't have the time. I was busy. I did some work at home, and yeah, I, I like physical. Oh, that's a shame. Five mics just cut out. That's a terrible shame. Sorry, your input's broken. We'll have to fix. We'll have to fix that next week. Uh, we just won't be able to get to that, Tim. I'm sorry. What? I, no, I can't. You're broken. Your mic, your input's it's dead. Oh, that one's dead as well. What's what's happened here? Oh, Timbo's just handed his mic over, and they're both dead. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, you idiots. I should have muted you for that bit at least. You're an idiot. So I did some work around the house. I thought, I was knackered. I I got up at six and I was was like... Fucking hell, Tim. It was like 4.30 and I was was just... I thought, I'm going to go to the service station and get myself a couple of Gatorades. Keep me going. I got the apple flavour on this moron's... (laughs) <laughs> no recommendation. Good. It is horrific. Give it another go. Honestly, I had it's too it too, too sweet. sweet. No, no. The well, first, you know, he's got the he's got the palate, palate of a child. No, the first time I had it, same thing. I was like, oh, I don't like this. A little bit acquired. Now I'm all about it. Horrible. Now, nah, first time Tropical I had it is it's clearly first time leading. I had the apple. I was like, oh, never having that shit again. And then I thought I was on sale however long ago, and I thought I'll get. I'll... It was like your experience with anal sex. I thought my first experience. Time, first time you did it, it you like were like, oh, "I'm never doing that again." But you just got used to it. Which and... party was I? <laughs> you tell well, me. I was going to say it probably makes all the difference. Um, <laughs> I think I was a bit like you. Like I said, I didn't didn't go for it, but I thought, you know what? A little bit while, a little while later, it was on sale, and I thought I'll give it a chance. I'll try it again. Pleasantly surprised. I don't know if it was Adrian Cesaro. Why did someone contacted us about and said they were, they were on the Apple Gatorade and really liked it? Someone contacted us during the horrible, week. Horrible, 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 horrible. Stick with the tropical. I've got one more Jimmy Sunshine. A lot of uh, a lot of stuff is coming up on Instagram now on Reels um, from Mario Super Strikers, you know, the silly Mario soccer game. It's yeah. genuinely the most exciting thing I've ever seen. Okay. They've got these crazy finishes like the last 15 seconds of a match and it's frantic. It, that's the sort of thing that should be played like eSports. Not actual FIFA, not COD, not that crap, not 2K. Mario Super Strikers or whatever it's called mm. should be the, the – it's the most frantic, ridiculous 15 seconds yeah. you've ever seen in your life. Bring back the joy rather than it being a more serious but, and, and everything ends – like the game is coded as such. Everything ends with the greatest goal you've ever seen with like one second on the clock to win the match. Like Yoshi. It's, it's like when you're, you're playing Daytona or something at the arcade. It, it's built that when you're behind – It'll catch you'll, ca- you'll catch other cars. It's not like you just... It's endless. And it's like, it's like I watched one the other day where this guy won the game. Yo- Yoshi, Yoshi scores a bicycle kick facing the other way from halfway. Just, ro- just top roofs it. <laughs> it's the most exciting thing I've ever seen in, in the sport. Well, there you go. So if anyone else is seeing those Mario Super Striker soccer games, you know what actually was interesting in closing? Um... Someone did like a concept. It was a couple of years old, I think. But someone did like a proof of concept sizzle reel kind of trailer for Mario NFL. Oh, wow. Look it up, Fab. 
Mario. What's, it, what, what's Joe Rogan say? Bring it up. Uh, bring it up. What's bring it, it up. What's the guy's? I, I can't because it's. What's the guy's name? Just bring it up. Uh, bring, bring up Femke Bowl. No, uh, don't I'm not bring doing up that. Femke Bowl. Bring up. Mario NFL, and for anyone else listening out there, someone did like a, a graphic designer or a video game designer just did a animated, I think it's like a one-minute trailer, if you will, uh, for whatever reason, God knows what. It looks unbelievable. It looks like the greatest game ever made. There we go. And you're sort of thinking, make this. Mm. Nintendo, make this game. So it was only just a bit of fun. It's not it was just a bit of fun that someone, maybe a uni so student or someone further. made yeah, okay. as a project or, you know, in their animation class. But it's legitimately fucking unbelievable. I need to shout out Nina Kennedy. She did two Who? PBs <laughs> in the World Championship <laughs> final. She's not listening. She's gone 490. Do you know that's 35 centimetres higher than what Tatiana jumped? Tatiana Gregorieva? Yeah, 35 centimetres. Won herself a silver medal. It's like a foot. Was she a good looking More as than Tatiana was? Well, 35 she centimetres. Right. No, 35. What's a, f- a foot is 12. 30, 30 and a half. No, 12 inches is a foot, isn't it? Yeah, 2.54 inches. If you so centimetres to an inch. 12 okay. inches. So it's 30.48 centimetres to 12. a foot. So 35. One and one-sixth feet more. But two PBs in a World Championship final. Ram, delivering wrap when it, it up, matters. Guys, I've really started working fucking again. good. Hey, you. Get out of my car. Shut up. <laughs> What's with your negativity? You know my goddamn negativity. You know what my Johnny Raincloud is? That's Tell from me. Uh, you, me. Yep. You love me. We're back, baby. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Um, I don't. I don't know if I've got a friend of DJ just at the moment. Um, just of, play. Think of one on the drive home. I just suppose. play something from the eighties that will just slap. I'll fucking slap you. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Big Brother style. Remember that. Oh, yes, yeah, the turkey. Hot dogs, that's a name from the blast from the past. <laughs> Those hot dogs game show mm-hmm. was genuinely rigged. Do you remember that? Hello, who's there? What was her name? Um, yeah, I do remember that. We've spoken about this on pod before. Have we? Hot dogs game show was genuinely rigged. There was no correct answer. No matter what you said, there was a way for it to be wrong. Every answer had about five or six potential answers. Every question. Uh, Fab's just doing some work. What are you doing there? You're designing a road. That's generally what I do. No, for like, where, what, where's the road? This is in Delacombe. Where's the wheel? <laughs> where's the wheel? <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. All right. Predator DJ will be playing. Tim Davis, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. Go the Mighty Blues. The Baganash. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Start the Bennett. Okay. We'll see you again in a fortnight's time. Enjoy the week off. Oh, yeah. Alright, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. <laughs> We're not we better be off. We're not. <laughs> <laughs>
She's the one she's waiting for